Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. That's figured out, yes, but I'm trying to be real happy for Dave. No, I am happy for Dave. But anyway, he said, and then I felt like God's going to get Dave a putter, but I didn't know he paid, played golf. And I thought, how could anybody not know that Dave plays golf? So anyway, here's my point. The last thing in the world my husband needs is another putter. But this man, directed by God, bought Dave not only a putter, but I mean a very nice putter. And I don't know that much about it, but Dave tells me, it's expensive. Well, you should have seen Dave last night. I mean, he opened this thing up. He's tearing the box up. He gets this out. He's shown me the jewels in the bottom of this three times. You, you see those? I mean, they're not real jewels, but he said, you, you see that? And then he got those in there, and he's telling me what kind it is and what it really costs. And even when I wanted to bring it over here tonight and use it as an example, he said, no, I don't want you to take the plastic off the handle because I don't want you to, to get it dirty. And he said, be, be sure that you, you keep this on it and you know, be careful with it. So here's my point. Dave didn't need this putter. It was extravagant. But it blessed him so much, and he got so excited about it. And I don't know what may come up in Dave's life or what may, may have been maybe bothering him or something, but God wants to come into our lives, and he wants to do some extravagant things for us to, to help balance out all the other disappointments in life. And you know what? Not only does God want to do these things for us, but I want you to listen to me. God works through people. And that blessing came today through a person who was willing to listen to God. That extravagant gift got poured out on Jesus because a woman was willing to listen to God. And not only do people, not only do we need a little bit of extravagance in our life once in a while, you know, it's great to get something you desperately need. But it's got a little different edge to it when you get something that you know you really wouldn't have to have, but God gave it to you just as a love gift, just to pour it on extra double special. Amen? And uh, we need to be more open to letting God use us. To, to sometimes pour out blessings on people. You know, I think sometimes, I mean, some people aren't even willing to give to the poor, but then you do have a certain group of people that will help the poor. We're all moved by people that are desperately needy. You know, then sometimes if somebody's not real needy, or maybe we think, well, why should I give that to them? they got more than I do. Well, you know, it's, it's really not, many times it's not even about the gift. It's about what it says to the person. It's about... People knowing that they're valued and that somebody cares about them. And I think that we need to be willing to use more of our stuff and more of our things and more of our finances just to be radical blessings to people. And you don't have to worry. If you're a radical blessing to somebody else, God is always going to 
touch somebody to bring radical blessings back into your life. You absolutely cannot outgive God. Amen? I like this message tonight. And don't you be a party pooper either. Well, don't be indignant. That's what it means to be indignant. I think that's a waste. Another new outfit. You know what? <laughs> People ask me sometimes what I like and you know, I or what my hobbies are and you know, I work so hard in my life and really not to my credit, I was out of balance and overboard and, and ended up getting burnt out. That's why I try to teach people to take care of themselves now, but at least my heart was right. I was trying to do what I thought I should be doing. I was just doing a little out of balance and and I worked so hard, I never really got around to even knowing what I like to do. And so I've been in the process of trying to figure that out for the last few years. And, and uh, somebody asked me yesterday what my hobbies were, and I said, I'm still trying to figure that out. But, <laughs> but one of the things that I have decided that I love is, is beauty. I love beautiful things, just scenery and, and just beautiful things, beautiful furniture, beautiful material. You know, this building is beautiful. I love this. I think it just helps my anointing to preach in here. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> and uh, uh, so, so I like pretty things. And you know what? I don't apologize for that. I like pretty clothes. And I've probably got more than I need, but I give away a lot of clothes. And, and that's okay. I work hard. And, you know, God wants you to have some things that you like. Quit thinking that you always, oh, I can do without that, I can do without that. I'm not suggesting living extravagantly and way beyond your means and getting stuff you can't pay for and being selfish and self-centered. I'm talking about those little extra things that we need just here and there in life. Just that little touch that just adds that little to our life. I mean, I don't understand getting that excited about a putter, but Dave got it. I mean, he, that'll, that'll be like his new baby. I tell you, nobody will touch that putter. My gosh, he'll be showing that to everybody. Wait he gets with the golfers. Oh, look at this putter that I got. He says, you've got a spirit of exaggeration. And you listen, anything that happens in my family, I get it in a message within 24 hours. He just got the putter less than 24 hours ago. And they saw me walking out with it tonight and said, where are you going with that? They said, oh, she's got it in a message already. You know what? I bet, Dave, I bet that God gave you that putter just so I could preach better tonight. Come on, let's give God praise. It was my gift after all. <laughs> yes. Focus on what you do right and not what you do wrong. How many of you moms sometimes wonder if you're a good mother? Have I even got a few here maybe who have just really, that's been a real issue for you, you know, my good mother. Okay. 
I'm going to read you something. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, guys, you're just going to have to give me a few minutes here. To... We love you too, but i got to I got to talk to the ladies. Women are amazing. I mean, honestly and truly, wow. Adam didn't know what he was getting when he got Eve. Well, maybe he did. You know, he was a man, and he didn't know what else to call her, so he just looked at her and said, whoa, man. <laughs> and that's how we got woman. Mom and Dad were watching TV. By the way, this is from out of my book, The Confident Woman, which you can get. And if you're a guy, you can just put tape over the wall. Same message will work for you. Anyway, Mom and Dad were watching TV when Mom said, I'm tired and it's getting late and I think I'll go to bed. She got up, went to the kitchen to make sandwiches for the next day's lunches, rinsed out the dessert bowls, took meat out of the freezer for supper, the follow, for supper the following evening, check the cereal box levers, fill the sugar container, put spoons in the bowls, put bowls on the table, started the coffee pot for brewing the next morning, put some wet clothes in the dryer, put a load of clothes in the washer, ironed a shirt, sewed on several loose buttons, picked up the game pieces left on the table, put the telephone book back in the drawer. She watered the plants, emptied a wastebasket, hung up a towel to dry, she yawned and stretched and headed for the bedroom. She stopped by the desk, wrote a note to the teacher, counted out some cash for a school outing, pulled out a textbook from under the chair, signed a birthday card for a friend, addressed and stamped the envelope, wrote a quick list for the supermarket the next day. She went and put both of those in her purse. Mom then creamed her face, put on moisturizer, brushed and flossed her teeth, trimmed her nails. Hubby called, I thought you were going to bed. I'm on my way, she said. <laughs> she put some water into the dog's pool, put the cat outside, made sure the doors were locked, took, looked in on each one of the children, turned on a bedside lamp, hung up a shirt, threw some dirty socks in a laundry basket, had a brief conversation with the one child who's still doing homework. In her own room, she set the alarm, laid out clothing for the next day, straightened up the shoe rack, added three things to her to-do list for the next day. About that time, the husband turned off the TV and announced to no one in particular, I'm going to bed, and he did. Let me tell you something, women, you rock. I am telling you what, the details that women take care of and keep up with to run a house, you men, you have no idea what God has given you. You just don't have the slightest idea. I'm going to bed. And he got up and he did. And that's true. Women take care of all that stuff. All those little tiny details that nobody even pays any attention to. So let me tell you, you never, ever have to wonder if you're a good mother. You never have to wonder if you're a good wife. You need to start celebrating all the things that you do because you are amazing. I mean absolutely amazing. Come on, let's give the, the mothers in here a big hand. Awesome God, amen? 
So I want you to start celebrating what you do. You know what? You're not built for guilt. Actually, it's been proven. They tell me scientifically, the experts wrote this, that when we feel guilty, there are hormones released in our bodies that actually tend toward disease and emotional problems. We are not built for guilt. You don't want to have a haughty, I'm better than everybody else attitude, but neither do you need to go around thinking about everything that's wrong with you all the time. You're an awesome person, and I mean that. You're an awesome person, and don't you let anybody else ever make you feel bad about yourself because you're not what they think you should be. What you need to do is be a God-pleaser, not a people-pleaser. Amen? You know, each one of us can find something to be upset about if we choose to, but God wants us to focus on the things that are going right. He wants us to start celebrating victories, and I believe that you want that too. Today we're offering you the Everyday Life Bible and a DVD called How to Study the Bible. You know, I want to just want you to focus on the word study for a minute because I think a lot of times people might read a little bit of the word each day, but they're totally different than studying. And in this Everyday Life Study Bible, you'll have a lot of my teaching notes. There'll be things that I can take you through that will help you really understand the word in a deeper way. And then the, the DVD about studying the Bible literally teaches you how to study the Bible. So make the Word of God a place of priority in your life, and you'll see some changes, big changes, and you're going to love that. Reading the Word of God can change your life, but for many, finding a starting point is often discouraging. And that's where today's resources can help. The Everyday Life Bible, which includes notes from Joyce's personal journey, and the DVD, How to Study the Bible, will provide direction and stability in your time with God. Both are available for a donation of $35 or more. All you need to do is call us toll-free at 1-800-727-9673 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. Grab some friends and join thousands at the 2015 Love Life Women's Conference. Ten times more energetic than I thought it would be. In person, it is so much more. So that's why I'm coming back every year. God, I want you to lead me and guide me, and I'm going to do what you want me to do. I don't care what it costs. We're bringing friends. Lots and lots of friends. Your journey is waiting for you. Register today. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. This is Mel Bond, and if you enjoy God's Word and you enjoy seeing God's miracles, you will enjoy our program right here on the Church Channel every Monday, 4.30 a.m., every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., Pacific time on the church channel. Come to the Holy Land experience where you can worship the newborn king every day.
I'm here to announce to you, my friend, you can be free. Uncompromising truth. It's about the ever-living, never-dying God and His Spirit inside of you, a river of transforming power of God that can change your life. Delivered by the power of the Holy Spirit. I have shed my blood, and if you'll come to me, not only will I get you out of hell, I'll give you a life, and I'll give you back double everything the devil stole from you. Ron Phillips from Abba's House, right here on the Church Channel. For your gift, TBN would like to send you Joseph Prince's insightful book, Healing Promises. We believe that this Bible is is a gift from God that you can hold this fight of heaven. Each page presents healing promises on one side and Joseph Prince's personal insights on the other side to help you see that God is willing and able to heal you. To receive your copy, send your gift to TBN, P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711, or give online. For your gift, TBN would like to send you this Ten Commandments miniature depicting the laws given to Moses by God. Not just a list of do's and don'ts, these Ten Commandments are guidelines for how we should live life. The first four commandments tell us how we should treat God. The next three tell us how to treat others. And the final three deal with dishonesty and jealousy. To receive your Ten Commandments miniature, send your gift to the address on your screen or give online. David Sharon. Welcome to the Word for Living. Today we're teaching on the subject of honoring your Father, that it may be well with you, that you would live long on the earth, so you can experience the blessings of God. Today is Father's Day. It's a special day that we honor our fathers and show that we appreciate them and love them. So I encourage you to reach out to your Father and do just that today. Let Him know how much you appreciate Him. So enjoy the broadcast today, and we trust that it will be a blessing to your life. So I would just listen to Vicki's father talk, and uh, I'm so glad just to get that one little nugget and, of course, many other things that he shared as well. He shared while we were sitting there. You know, he just opened up and shared when he heard about his father passing away. He was up there at that cabin. He got the phone call that his dad had passed away. And, of course, being the son, he wanted to be right there for his father. He told the testimony how that he was rushing around, and a friend of him, you know, was working on a deck there at the back of his house. And, he, and, and his friend knew that he drove fast. That was just his tendency. And he knew that he was very anxious about getting home. To he had been telling They all think that way. They all fell privy to that. Oh, my God. Are are you going to be one of them, or are you going to be exceptional? I think, I'm not sure, but I think there are some exceptional people in this church. Let all the exceptional people identify yourself this morning. Oh, my God, I feel something in this place this morning. Touch somebody and say, everybody except me. 
Everybody except me. You can fill in the blank any way you want to. Everybody except me. Everybody stayed except me. Everybody quit except me. Everybody fainted except me. Everybody committed suicide except me. Everybody died except me. Everybody lost their mind except me. Everybody quit. Let the exceptional people give God a praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want you to be bold. I want you to be radical. I want you to be tenacious and walk over to somebody, look them straight in the eye, shake them by the hand, and tell them, I am exceptional. I am exceptional. Yeah. If you get me, you got an exceptional man. If you get me, you got an exceptional woman. If you get me, you got an exceptional child. If you get me, you got an exceptional worker. I am. Let the exceptional people give God a praise right now. I'm almost there. Can I go a little bit deeper? I said, can I go a little bit deeper? So, so, so Jesus, who is exceptional, is having a conversation with ordinary. And exceptional and ordinary always have a conflict. Anytime exceptional people dwell in the midst of ordinary thinking people, there's always going to be conflict. Don't try to get along with people who think ordinary when you know God made you to think exceptional. Don't even try to reason with them. Don't try to argue with them. Don't try to straighten them out. We speak two different languages. You are speaking ordinary, and I am talking exceptional. Exceptional people make some noise. And so, he said to them, I will not stay in my place. I will not nail nails and swing hammers. I will not live up to some dead reputation of some former ancestor and your interpretation of how you see somebody who looks like me, dresses like me, and walks like me. I am exceptional, a trendsetter, a rule breaker. I don't have to wear nobody's name but Jake's. I'm bad on... If you're in the balcony and you're exceptional, hit me with some noise up there. Let me... Yeah, I thought it was some exceptional people up there in that balcony. You can't hide from this word. I'm sending that word right up there where you are. And Jesus, Jesus says, I'm going to call a couple of witnesses on the witness stand 
and then I'm going to shut this case down. He says, there were many widows in Israel, many widows in Israel, who were living in a famine for three and a half years, denied of food, thirsty for water. He said, but why then does God come to Sidon, to a woman in the city of Sarepta, and send deliverance to a widow woman who is not even a Jew? He says, you don't always find exceptional if where you expect to find it. He said there were many widows who needed a miracle, who didn't get it after three and a half years of famine, except this one woman that God chose to be exceptional. Oh, my God. This is a famine-breaking word. I break the famine over your life right now in the name of Jesus. I said I break the famine over your life in the name of Jesus. I don't care what kind of famine you've been in, a financial famine, an emotional famine, a relational famine, a creative famine, whether you've had writer's block, been confused in your finance, been famined in your credit, I break the famine over your life right now in the name of Jesus. Now, the ordinary people can't receive that, but exceptional people will receive that right Yeah, yeah. If you've been in a long fight, a long famine, a long struggle, a hard time, this day is the word fulfilled in your ears. I'm 
after a lot of pain, after some lonely nights, after some hard times, devil, today the scripture is fulfilled in your ears. My family, my family is, my family is.
And when your gift is $65 or more, you'll receive Bishop's two-message series, I Am, Made in His Image, on DVD. It is so efficacious that that blood is effective against diseases that were not even discovered at the time that the blood was shed. However, for your gift of $110 or more, we'll also include our I Am poster. Embrace your identity with Christ when you say, I Am His Today. Jesus mentions the widow who moved into exceptionalism in spite of the fact that she was not one of them. God gave her an exceptional blessing. And then he says, you remember leprosy? He says, everybody who contracted it died. Once they identified you as being a leper, they moved you into a colony with the lepers and waited on all of your members to fall off of your body. Your skin would turn to mush and you would die. Leprosy. Lepers were declared unclean. They had to cover their face and walk the streets with a mask warning people, unclean, unclean. Unclean, unclean. The reason they put lepers in colony is because people always colonize what they cannot cure. They colonize what they cannot cure. Anytime you see all groups of people who have the same problem congregate, they are colonizing. what they cannot cure. They put them in colonies because once you got leprosy, you were done for. The Bible says Naaman was the captain of the host of Syria. He was a mighty man of valor. He was revered by everybody around him. He had power. He had authority. He had influence. He had the uniform, he had the superiority, but Naaman was a leper. I don't care how much influence you have, I don't care how much money you have, I don't care if you have more degrees than a thermometer. You can still have something wrong with you. that robs every other area of affluence in your life. Now, I know you got to sit there and act like you don't know what I'm talking about. But I don't care what you say. Money doesn't fix everything. Influence doesn't fix everything. You can have one thing, one problem, one child, one husband, one wife, one disease, one affliction, some area, some mental breakdown, some emotional impairment, some deficiency in your life that you would trade every dollar you got to get a breakthrough in your life, to get them healed, to get them out of trouble, to get them set free. Naaman had power, Naaman had money, Naaman had influence, Naaman had respect, Naaman had control, but Naaman was a leper. And because he was a leper, he was destined in his day to live with the unclean. There were no hospitals 
There were no surgeries. There were no emergency rooms. There were no ambulances. There were no pharmaceutical uh, places where you could get pharmacies and get your, your medical needs taken care of. Nothing like that. Nothing. They would curse to colonize. Naaman was a leper. He couldn't buy his way out. He couldn't command his way out. Being handsome wouldn't get him out. Being physically pro-ass wouldn't get him out. Name and was a leper. You can have one thing that goes wrong and it can mess up everything else that's going right in your life. Name and was a leper. So he hid it. Didn't let anybody see. I want to speak to the things you had. The things that you know, if anybody knew them, they would utterly destroy you. The things you had and wish and pray that they were not there because you've never seen anybody cured. So you colonize and you hang out with people who are infected like you so you can have a feeling of normalcy. Because misery enjoys company. If you want to know what you're affected by, look at who you run with. where you feel most comfortable. Give me your cell phone and I'll tell you what you got. <clears throat> lawyers run with lawyers, bankers run with bankers, presidents hang out with presidents. People always run out, they run around with what they are. They colonize what they cannot cure. If you had leprosy, you died. Not one exception. The first case of leprosy is reported in the, in the book of Exodus. It is reported on a girl named Miriam, who is the sister of Moses. That's the first case of leprosy. And from the days of Miriam forward, everybody for hundreds of years died of leprosy without exception. Until Naaman. I don't care what the stats say about you. I don't care what the paper says about you. I don't care what the books say about you. And I don't even care what the doctor says about you. I don't care how long they gave you to live. I don't care what they told you couldn't come back. I don't care how they told you you'd never walk again. I don't care what they said about your circumstance. I don't care if anybody who got that kind of cancer had to die. There are always exceptions to the rule. My God, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to talk to everybody who's ever been cursed with an affliction, everybody whose mama ever had breast cancer, everybody who's had an issue that runs through your family. Just because it runs through your family doesn't mean it has to run through your body. The devil is a lie. You are not Joseph's son. I curse every disease. I curse every affliction. I come against that plague. I come against that generational curse. I command healing and deliverance in your body. Stop thinking like you sick. Stop dressing like you sick. Stop acting like you're sick. As a man thinketh in his heart, shake somebody and tell them I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Inch by inch. Step by step. Day by day. If I have to take three steps and sit down, I'm coming out. Well, I'm almost finished. But 
but I want to warn the exceptional people. As long as you're ordinary, people like you. As long as you fit in, people like you. As long as you're hammering nails, people like you. As long as you act like the people around you, people like you. But the moment you dare to be exceptional, the moment you walk in your destiny, walk in your calling, walk in your victory, don't expect people to be glad for you. You gotta be glad for yourself. The Bible said when Jesus brought up the widow, and he brought up Naaman, and, and see, they knew that neither the widow nor Naaman was one of them. They got mad, and they snatched Jesus, and they start carrying him to a cliff to throw him over the cliff. Somebody in here, you don't have money problems, you don't have health problems, but you got people problems. You got some people that are trying to carry you over and throw you off the cliff. The Bible said they snatched him. They carried him to the cliff, but somewhere between the temple and the cliff, he slipped out of their hands. I want to declare deliverance for everybody who's ever been carried by people and they're trying to destroy your life. But the devil is a lie. God said he's going to give you an exceptional release.
one other thing I want to put on your mind. I'm getting ready for an event that I believe is going to be absolutely amazing. People are coming from everywhere. I know you've heard the noise. You need to be there. There might be some obstacles. Climb over them. Might have some excuses. Move them aside. Megafest has got ministry for you. And you can't always sit in your house and get it. Sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone and take a leap of faith. Ask the woman with the issue of blood what happens when you make a move. I'll see you. I'll look for you at Megafest. God bless you. Take care. Men, we are fathers, we are leaders, and we are husbands, and we are friends and teachers, so we have to lead by example. No other place on the planet can you experience a powerful anointing, such an impartation. It strengthens and uplifts us every every time. This is only my second time. I just appreciate man, Father, for what he's doing. And God bless Bishop Jace for what he's put together. You know, empower the men at our church to come and, you know, really receive some revelation from God. And before we can reign, we have to learn how to serve. We deal with things throughout the year, and I look forward to it, you know, every time. I wish that it happened more often. Because of my legacy, leaving something for your family and your kids. I feel that God, you know, coming to this conference gives you confidence to lead and be a great leader. It's good to have, uh, have a foundation to strengthen the men. Teaching and, you know, just the fellowship, the camaraderie of other brothers that are cheering you on, that are, that are excited for Christ, is just awesome. I was born to be exceptional. I own it. I wear it. I stand in it. I will not compromise on it. I will not fit in. Glory to God. Exceptionalism is not superiority. It's just refusing to bow to mediocrity. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord.
the God we serve can do anything but fail. Help me say. Come on, say. Said I know that he is say. God is able, say. Can. And it made me hope. 
back on it again. So much joy in the house. In prayer, do my prayer at the same time because I'll be getting out of the car in a minute. All right, go ahead and do it, girl. We thank you this morning for your grace, your love, your kindness, your mercy. Lord, we just thank you for eyes and have the activity of our limbs. Lord, we also just thank you for the covering that you have provided to each and every one of us, allowed us to lay down on last night and allowed us to open our eyes and have movement, Lord. And most of all, we thank you for the fact that you protect us and you cover us in such a way that we wake up with you on our mind, Lord, wanting, desiring, needing to give you glory and praise. Lord, we... Thank you for the opportunity that you allow us to celebrate over the weekend with our loved ones, Lord, and we pray that every heart, soul, and mind, Lord, rests with you. Lord, for those of them that do not know who you are, Lord, we pray that something is said or something is seen in their lives, Lord, that they begin to surrender and commit to you. Lord, I thank you for my children and the covering that you give them. Lord, and I thank you for the covering that you give me that I continue to give them, that they are able to seek you for guidance. Lord, I thank you for precious and ministries as a whole. I thank you for um, the precious and ministries families. Lord, I ask that you continue to bless us. Lord, and I thank you for the word that is used to sustain us. Lord, I thank you for traveling grace and mercy that you grant us on a daily basis that we're able to live, Lord, that we're able to function, that we're able to do, and that we're able to be with you. We pray that you continue to be in the midst, Lord, as we need you just for our very being. Lord, we pray that we continue to walk in the path that you so desire and design for us to walk in, where we are not able or where we may be weak, Lord, we ask for your continued strength, Lord, and for things that are in our way that you find to be a hindrance, Lord, we ask that you remove them. In your son Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hi, <laughs> Handadar go se shi de karan da go shan da de gondan da de go se shi de karan da de go saka. 
Yes, 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 Lord. Shandidokosaka. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandidokosisha. Thank you, Father. Bushidakadata. Thank you, Lord. Hondidokosi. Shidakanda. Shidakosi. Shidakanda. Shidakosi. Yes, 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 Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Shedaraco, Sandeshe, Shedacom Prakada, Shedaco Rombosi, Shedacandesha, Shedaco Rombosi, Shedacanda. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Move, move, move. Hayaracosa. Move Randirgose Shandeke move Horumboko Serakanda Shirakosa. We praise you, we glorify you, Lord, Shindiriko Randaka. We seek your presence, God, Shindirikosa, Dadaka Holy Spirit, come forth, Handiriko Ho, Shandiriko, Moronde, Morombo, Seke, Gyaraka Sada, we praise your name, Father. We thank you for the word. <clears throat> As you strengthen and encourage us, Lord, we thank you for the word. As you continue to bless us abundantly, we thank you for the word. As the word of we thank you for the word, Lord. We just press In Jesus' name is so. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, um, Guess I'll go ahead and do my list unless nobody else wanna do theirs. Thank you. 
Baraka Safra. Punch Jay Janak Nation Aiden. Hundred Gunda the 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 Morgan Farley. Sakra. 
Kayla Boylan, hundred gun to the 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 gun
Berlita. Radio Gandhi, 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 Gandh
my uh, uncles were gara namasite ramatana matana namatena namalena namasite ramatana matehina namasite ramapapa karamasite ramatana natai karamasite ramatana matehina namasite ramatana namate horamasite namata hold them in your arms lord god protect them guide them lead us lead all of us lord god lord jesus we just thank you for your blood on the cross lord god lord jesus we thank you for your forgiving spirit lord god that you forgive us for all our sins and cleanses from all unrighteousness, that you forget our sins, Lord God, as far as the east is from the west. We thank you for this, God, that when we mention a sin, you say, what sin? I remember it no more. I thank you for that, Father God. I thank you, God, that you love us so much, Lord God, that you want to fellowship with us, and Lord, that you are a relational God, Lord God, that you have relationships with us, Lord God. And Father, we thank you for protecting us with that balm of Gilead, Lord God, that you heal us, Lord God, that you that you are our shield and buckler, Lord God, from our backside and our front side, Lord, that no weapon formed against us can prosper, Lord God. We thank you for all these things, Lord God, and we thank you for just loving us and taking care of us every day, Lord. We thank you for your power and your might. We thank you for resurrected power, Lord God, that you give us for the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us and that we can walk in boldness today, Lord God, and not be ashamed of who we are in you, Lord God. We thank you for that. We thank you for your touch and your mighty power. I pray for a new, fresh anointing for each day, Lord God, for Sam and for all of us on the prayer line, Lord God, and for those we come in contact with, Lord God. We thank you for your love and mercy, Lord God. We thank you for mercy and forgiveness, Lord God, and we thank you for just always holding us in the cup of your hand, Lord God, and keeping us safe, Lord God, no matter where we go or what we do. We thank you for your joy your peace and your strength, Lord God, and help us to stand strong and put the armor on and start off with truth, Lord God. Let there no lie um, come manifest through us, Lord, today, and let no lie attack us today, Lord God. We thank you for your protection once again, Lord God. I pray for the helmet of salvation, our mindset on our salvation, Lord God, the breastplate of righteousness, which is your righteousness, Lord God, your truth, Lord God, your feet that shod the preparation of the gospel of peace. We walk in that today, Lord God. We choose to walk in that today, Lord God. We thank you for your mighty touch and your mighty hand, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for the shield of faith, which is able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy, Lord God. We thank you for faith, Lord God, for without that we cannot please you. Let us not go by our feelings. Let us not take offense today, Lord God, but let us walk boldly in you today, Lord God. Let all of us, my family members and all the people on the prayer line and their families, Lord God, walk in you today, Lord God, and and help us to know the word of God so that we may be able to combat the enemy, Lord God, that we may speak the words of truth, Lord God, that... that uh, that those words of, of wisdom and truth will come forth through us. Let us walk and let us obedient. Let your word be manifest in all of us today, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey there, Renee. Hey, everybody. Everybody's morning, Hey, fantabulous. <laughs> That's a word that my kidney coordinator gives me, fantabulous. Okay. It's a cool, I like it. It's a cool word, man. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hey, Maria. Good morning. Praise Woo! the Lord. Good morning. Hey, we love you so much, Maria. And I love you all, too. Oh, I bless each and every one of you today. How y'all doing this Lord's Day morning? Oh, fantastic. Just fantastic. Well, thank, thank God for that. Thank, Amen. Thank God for that. Good morning, Samuel. <laughs> oh, raggedy. 
How are you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm all right. Oh, happy, happy Father's Day. I'm all I'm right. Sorry I didn't reach out. I didn't reach out to wish you a happy Father's Day. And I know you ate my meat, but it's all good, though. I got some for, I got some for you. Mm-hmm. It was good. <laughs> everybody doing all right. Um, and I'm glad to hear each and everybody on the call today. Being blessed to arrive and wake up this morning is a wonderful thing. Amen. It's a wonderful thing. I thank God for each and every one of you this morning. Yeah. Uh, sure, I did get your text. I, I mean, my phone was active. I think my battery was um, I did get your text and thank you. I love you too. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I tell Louis I said hello. I know he's sitting right there, probably. I love you too, Maria. How you doing, Louis? Headed for work. Headed for work, but I love you all. Yeah. Well, be blessed. You be blessed. You be blessed and be careful out there. <laughs> yeah. We got to have. We have to have our eyes all open all the way around us these days, because you never know. That's you just true. never know. And that's sad. And and that is so sad, though. It is sad. Uh, that is so sad. You have to have both eyes open. Y'all understand what I'm saying about your spiritual eye as well as your carnal eye mm-hmm. because you don't know when evil is lurking. That's and true. you have to ask God to continue to give you the discerning eye as well as continue to have your carnal eye and, and see these things that are happening around us. And one day, you know, we don't know. The day could be our day, but we thank God for covering and protection. Covering and protection. I so, Wonderful co-worker that's a lovely woman of God that I work with in maintenance and Sherry and I are very good friends with. Uh-huh. And, and we had a Christmas, we had a birthday me the other day and we played horseshoe all afternoon. <laughs> Did you feel it this morning? Uh-huh. <laughs> the horseshoe is kind of heavy. And it's, a, it's a form of exercise because you're using your arms. Great. You know, you throw, great. You're using the you throwing those horseshoes down. The, well, down the down the um on the other to the other end of the yard, right? <laughs> and then you have to walk walk down there and go get them. So that's from exercise. So he's so powerful. <laughs> she threw him so far. She lost him. She lost one in the grass for a while. But we oh lord! <laughs> yes. And then I walked outside, and then they found it. Found it right away. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a form of exercise. It causes you to walk. But how's the weather? Because I was just like a scorcher. Yeah. Well, it's pretty nice this morning. Oh, really? It's supposed to get to 80 today, which is pretty mild for us. 80? Oh, Lord. Why? What are you Well, well, I was with my mom in South Carolina. We was like 100 and 101 and 102 oh. the whole weekend. Oh. And then here, I think in Georgia, it was in the 90s, like 93, 94, maybe. Wow. I'm not sure if they hit the 100 mark not, uh, yet, but I know South Carolina, oh. I, I stayed in the whole weekend. I didn't even go out until the sun went down. <laughs> I mean. And that's when it dropped down to the like nineties, I mean nineties, at least the eighties, seven, eighties. Hmm. But I stayed inside. Yes. I promise you. Yeah. Wow. It was. It's too much. It's you can barely breathe. Mm. You know, you can barely breathe in this heat. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, I did not do anything other than I might have went to the store with her because my air is out in my car, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, oh, oh god, no, oh. oh god, no, I can't do this. Oh man. So I, so I dropped in her car. <laughs> and um, turn her air on. So I'm. Uh-uh. Um, it's, it's it was awful down in South Carolina. So yeah, but I'm, well, thank God I'm back in the Georgia and it's still hot. It ain't going nowhere. Um, My daughter said, "Mama, it's hot." I said, "Well, baby, hell is hotter." So go to God. <laughs> <laughs> Let Jesus Ooh. be your air conditioner. <laughs> 
let heaven be her air conditioner. <laughs> I had to tell her that let the heaven be her air conditioner. Because hell is going to be hotter. <laughs> but, um, I, 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 but I'm glad that um, I just came from the doctor today. My regular PCP. Everything is, I had everything is going along okay. I just um, I I'm just pressing on. That's what I got to do. Press on. But uh, Sam, how was your weekend? Of course, everybody in churches like, we're talking about the South Carolina um, massacre. Um, my pastor he talked about the fathers. My, my, his sermon talking was about the fathers, the father of all fathers. Um, he deviated from you know went. Um, I think he went into, uh, we were going into um, um, about talking about how how fathers get discounted for um, women. Women are stronger in so many areas that, you know, men feel inferior because they feel that they have to be behind them opposed to what God had for them to be the head of the household. So he went on that, but we talked. he talked about God being the biggest father of all, and I thought that was very good on Father's Day. You know, and then he went, you know, as far as um, making our men out of men, you know, um, doing the thing that a, a man, a mother would do, but in a man form because mothers hug and kiss their children. And he said, I'm not asking that all you men to kiss on your boys, but I just say, hug your son. That's your son. Show them love so they can give love when they get older to their children because everything we do in this generation time, it reflects our children. So if you're going to love on your children, give them a hug. Don't let me give them a handshake, a high five. I will know that's your son, but hug on your son. That's your son. So he, he can spread that big four little word that God gave us, that L-O-V. Your father gave you love to love, not to love to shake. So he responded on that a lot about the father, being the, you know, the fathers and our heavenly Father, who's the head of the household, but um, and that's what we got for Father's Day. But most um, he was most of the preachers spoke about the massacre, massacre, massacre in South Carolina, um, and he said he was actually, you know, we have to forgive because God forgave, but when you doing some intention, it's very hard. It's very hard to to um forgive, especially when he speaks out about what he was going to do and the ignorance of why he did it. But, um, you know, uh, and all the churches uh, uh, in, in, the, in the areas, in the Carolinas, you know, of course we, you know, and all, and all the churches probably in the, in the probably the world, not going to say world, but this, this, this um, that uh, CNN had it on television, so I'm pretty sure that it's worldwide about the massacre of the nine people in the Carolinas. You know he could have, you know, but but it's it's just, it's just our eyes. We have to. I mean, our church we do the same thing. We welcome we welcome in we welcome in everybody. We don't shut our doors and lock it lock it because we open the house of God to anyone to come in and sup with us. But you don't. But we do have the the, the sign. We have the sign on our on our door. No weapons, you know, allowed. But Who's to say somebody in the, in the, in the congregation is not still carrying? Yeah, you know, so we can't. We not. We don't have metal, metal, metal uh, detectors at our door. But you know, because God's house is a house of place of, of refuge and, and peace and deliverance, and you know, mm-hmm. but I, just it's just some people are still in 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 carnality and 
refuse to, you know, do things decent and in order. But, uh, you know, guess what we would, well, Father's Day was uh, wonderful. I I spent time with my siblings. It's eight, it's eight of us, but it was only five of us, um, got, five or six of us got together. Um, for my, because my dad, you know, now to my dad, they would know my daddy's grave and put flowers on it. Mm. Um, you know how every year we go and visit, go and visit him and um, put flowers and clean up around, mm. clean up, you know how clean up around his, in honor of him, in honor of him, honoring him still, on on yeah. on his on his day. Wow. Um, but but you know, and it's beautiful to to touch base with your siblings because when you it's eight of us, but the older set, my my daddy had us first, and then my brothers and sisters under us, and it's nice to hear them come and still they want to do things together. They still want to do things together, you know. Um, and I, and I and I like that 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 bond that we have, regardless of we have different mothers. I just like that bond. We we ha- we are our father's children. And that's the same thing you get in Christian in our Christian life. We are our brothers keeping our father's children. So we just have to lift 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 them up. Um lift them up. And Sam, I was in Bible study at my mom's church. You know, we're Presbyterians, of course. And there's a different little you know. But I was in Bible study with them and it was talking about guess what the topic was? Selfishness. Oh, honey. Selfishness. Um, he was in Amos, um, and talked about how how the the rich and the famous were um, um, prideful, and they were indulging in, in 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 their luxuries of life, and and not looking at the and not even helping the poor. I mean, I I thought it was um, very um, good because we talked about in our lessons before we talked about selfishness and selflessness. And I thought it was wonderful because you know I had to talk for you because you know I couldn't hold my peace when it comes to stuff like that. But um I love to I mean I, I love to be fed the word of God. Um but um have y'all opened up yet? Yeah, we've um done some of the list. You can go ahead and matter of fact put um Sonia McMillan on your list. She um but, needs healing. Okay. Mm. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you right now, God. Um, I, I thank you for the day that we woke up once this morning with the right mindset to stay focused on your will and your way, God. God, you know all about our trials. You know all about our struggles. You know all about the help that we need, God. So right now, God, I thank you for the, the, the help that's on the way, God, the deliverance that's on the way, the peace that's on the way, the joy that's on the way, the love for the sisters that are on the way. Thank you, God, for for being a, being a, that able God that keep us from falling each and every day, God. So, God, as I bow before your throne of grace, looking up to the hills from which coming all of my help, I lift up to you the sick and shedding, God. Right now, God, move, God, heal, God, and deliver them from their issues. Right now, God, bless and give them peace of the situation they're in. Let them continue to turn towards you for that divine healing that that we need, God. Yes, sir. We we may I see that it's bleak. The diagnosis yes, is bleak, but you know all and you does all and you will heal all, God. All we have to do is continue to look to those hills and look up from what's coming for our help, God. And lean and depend on you for that divine healing. Yes. Yes. There are miracles that are still being performed on this earth, dear Jesus. So right now, God, place your hand on their sicknesses, God. Place your hand on our sicknesses, God, and heal our temples. Heal these sanctuaries that walk around on this earth right now and for your good, God. 
Let these temples and sanctuaries that are walking around this earth be used to share their miracle that you've given them another chance to share. Make us whole, God. God, I also lift up the young lady that Sam named that just gave me for her divine healing, God. I think her name was, you said Sonia, Sam? Did you say Sonia? Yes, Sonia McMillan. Sonia McMillan, God. Hear her cry, God. Right now she may have some experience in fear and doubt, God, but right now heal her, hear her cry and move. Let her feel your presence in her life right now. Let her feel your, your touch right now, God, in her circumstance and grant her peace. Because sometimes in our lives, God, that we're going through our sickness, God, we have that, Lord, have mercy on me, God. Hear those cries of your people, of your children. And touch us and meet us in our need. Let us feel that comfort of peace and knowing that you have it, daughter. You, I got this, son. I am the great I am. And I will grant you your wishes, your desires, your healing, your deliverance. So right now, God, I thank you for letting me lift up each individual family, friend, or foe in their time of sickness, pain, trouble, trial. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I do surrender them to you, and I say amen, amen, and amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. I I, I, I got a a word to share um, in one of my devotions. I want to share this. And and the title of this uh, devotional is Faith is God's Word Activated. Mm. Faith is God's Word Activated. Most of us aren't confident or courageous. Most most of us are flat out scared to death. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to take risks. We're afraid of failure and afraid of dying. We're not walking confidently because we're not faith, people of faith. Do you want to be a person of faith? Faith is God's word activated. The Bible says in Romans ten seventeen, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word word about Christ. If you have, if you ever read a verse in the Bible and all of a sudden thought, I can do this, I can do this, you've just had your faith activated by the word of God. Hallelujah. It's the difference between, it's the, difference between the Bible and self-help books. Self-help books often give you helpful sight, insight. They can tell you the right things to do, but they just don't give you the power to do it. Self-help books tell you that you should stop worrying or Mm. you should give up on all your bad habits. Mm. Helpful, yes, but you don't have the power to keep the advice. Those books aren't alive. But God's word not only tells you what to do, it gives you the power to do it, and it increases your faith as you do it. When you read the – when you – when – when I read the thousand of promises in the Bible where God says he'll act on our behalf if we obey him in some manner, it gives me confidence. I know that if I do what God asks me of me, he has promised a certain result. For instance, God had promised the Israelites the promised land. They were going to go across the Jordan River into Israel and take on some tribes that were already living there. They didn't think they could do it. They thought the goal was too big. But in Exodus 23, Exodus chapter 23, verse 29 to 30, God is saying to the Israelites, you, you know these enemies, they're bigger than you, but I'm not going to give you the whole land in the first year. 
You're going to take it over a little bit at a time, one battle at a time. You're growing stronger. When you're strong enough to handle it all, you'll get it all. Amen. Now that's now now, now that's words to live by. We cannot handle if God was to bless us with everything that we need, we couldn't be able to handle that. So that's why he, in other words, what I got from this lesson is we're going to activate our faith in the word and receive the blessing that he gives us. Because if we give us, he give us all the blessings at one time, we won't be able to handle them. So he's going to give us our, 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 our measured faith is what he's given us according to our blessing. He's giving our blessings according to our measured faith. So right now, everything is going to be like, I want it now, I want it now. It takes time to continue, and it takes trust, and it takes the faith to continue to be reactivated when you're reading his word. And the, the more you lean to him, the easier life will get because he's blessing you and he's transforming you to receive He's mm-hmm. positioning you to receive the blessing because sometimes the blessings be overwhelming. You don't even know, no, Lord Jesus, can I handle it? You can't handle one blessing opposed to handling it all at one time. So <laughs> therefore, I thank him for the little blessings of life, the little blessings that we get. I was telling Sam uh, that I'm carrying $5 around for the whole, almost a whole month because, I, you know, I'm unemployed, but I got a $5. I got a half a tank of gas right now. Thank you, Jesus. But the little blessings. Mm-hmm. Inhale and exhale and a blessing in itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. He didn't have to do it. No. But we're so glad he did. Yeah. Faith is God's word activated. We have to be not only readers of the word, mm-hmm. we have to be doers of the word. That's how faith our faith is activated. When I go, when I go into him, when I go to him, I'm like, well, I know you'll never leave and never save me because that's in the word. I know you will heal my body, heal my sanctuary. That's in the word. No weapon formed to give me that prosper. That's in the word. Those are faith. That's my faith being reactivated because I'm pulling out the word of God and applying it to my life, to my situation, to my circumstances. Because I know one day He's gonna bless me. He's going to deliver me. I might be at a dead end right now with something, but I'm I'm a step away from my deliverance because I'm activating the word. God, I know right now I'm going through something, God, right now. And my health, God, I know you'll heal my land. You'll heal my body. You are healer. That's in the word. Healer, deliver, and soon come the king. That's in the word. So I'm reactivating my faith through my speaking out to him in the atmosphere. I know you're going to do it. You've done it before. You'll do it again, God. So I thank you right now in advance. The great expectations of my faith is taking him in advance because the blessings are on the way. Deliverance. That's in the word. Healing is in the word of God. So each time we, we recite these verses of scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, reactivating the faith in the word. And that's what I got from the lesson today. <laughs> so therefore, we have to walk in confidence. Put on the breastplate of righteousness every day. Set aside the doubt, the fear, the anguish, the scare, the failure. Because without with God, we can do all things. That's my word. Through Christ who strengthens me, faith in God's word activated every time. Walk in, walk in confidence because we're we are children of God. We are we are disciples of Christ. 
Mm-hmm. Every time we say scripture and believe it and trust and know, wow. that's faith, that's God's word activated. Put on the whole armor of God and the best, the, the, the belt of truth. Amen? Amen. And that's what I got. Mm. And even if you come across somebody who's doubting, who's scared, who's fearful, you activate the word of God for them on their behalf. Say, girl, trust them. Mm. Trust them. Believe in him. When you minister to somebody, you're activating your faith for them on their behalf for you up in you. You're doing it. This is the disciples, the cause, call to fulfill, uh, the call to fulfill when you're going out and ministering to somebody, when you're in the midst of that suffering, you're going to run to your brothers and sisters in the midst of that strife. And, and, I mean, when you're visiting the sick, when you're visiting the, when you're visiting the, the poor, when you're ministering and worshiping and going out into this world, sharing with what with, with God has blessed you with in song and prayer, mm-hmm. this is what you call reactivating your faith. Because you're using God's word as your tool, as your instrument of praise and worship. You're using what he get input in you to pour it into someone else. Faith in God is God's word. Mm. Because when you say, like Moses said, I can't do this. I can't speak. I can't do it. Moses said it. I can't do it. Saul said it. I can't do this. I persecuted you, God. I persecuted you. Did they do it, though? God told Moses to show up. <laughs> Saul, still, Saul did what he, he persecuted, but he did what God did, God asked him to do. Go back. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so faith is God's word activated. We have to continue to read his word. I rely on God before I rely on man. Because man will deceive you. The word is what it is, God's word. And I'm done. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'm done. God's word Mm, activated. Mm. And I'm going to say this again. In the first paragraph, it says most of us are confident and courageous. But when you put on the whole arm of God, that's when you're confident. That's when you become confident and courageous because God got your back, your front, your side. Mm-hmm. And you can stand firm. You can stand firm on the word of God because the word is what it is. We can't deviate. We can't change the word because it's what it is. Biblical instructions before leaving the earth. Biblical instructions. Faith is God's word activated. Mm. I'm done now. I'm done, Sam. I'm saying I'm done. You got about two. You know what? Now, now, have you all heard this? Because I and I and I haven't listened. You know what? You know I ain't following him up, y'all. Who laughing? Sure, that's you. Yes, that's me laughing. I ain't following him up. You know. But have you all heard that they sent Bobby Christina back home to die? Who? Bobby Christina, Bobby Brown's daughter, Whitney Houston's daughter. They what? Mine. They sent her home to die. Whitney oh, really? Whitney's daughter. My Whitney Houston's daughter. Wow. Because, you know, she was in that rehab facility, mm-hmm. and I think they said that, you know, 
you know, they're actually saying, I think they said that she has no brain activity or something. Oh, my God. But I'm not, I haven't read up on it, but God, right now, I lift her up to you for that. For continue to, to continue to show them miracles, God, because it's not, it's not over till you say it's over, God. Amen. So I lift Bobby Christina up for the divine healing. Let the world see your hand move right now in the name of Jesus, God. You know all about her. You know all about her. You do all, and you seize all. I'm praying for a miracle. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. But they said mm-hmm. that they had sent, they said they had sent her home, mm-hmm. back, to, back home. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, like, looked it up or anything. My daughter had said that. But, Mama, you know, they sent Bible Christian home to die. I'm, oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they can do. Well, and I think it's, I think it's a fight between the grandmother and Bobby about that. So I, I'm gonna lift that family up in prayer as well for for a peace that surpasses all understanding in that situation. Yes, yes. Because nobody can change what God has in plan for anybody. It's right. His plan, His will, and His way. I mean, we try to sustain life, but right now God is in control now. So I pray that they find peace in the midst of their their, their struggles. Oh. Yeah, because I think that it's a fight between Bobby saying no, Mama, Grandmother say yes. Um, I probably you know um, doing this. I'm not sure yeah. because when you in that, when you up there in the in the um, in the entertainment business and 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 the legalities of monies and monetaries, because I think uh, Whitney left everything with Bobby Christina, if I'm not mistaken, and I think um, there may be some issues with that too. But so um, I don't know why uh, what's going on. But I, my daughter had said they had sent her back home to pass, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just want to lift her up anyway because you never know. God's still performing miracles, people. Yes. Miracles. Mm. Wow. Eyes have not seen or ears have not heard the goodness of God. Amen. Or what he can do. Yeah. So. So that's what my daughter had came in the room the other day. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, have mercy on her. Thank you. Because we don't want to see our children. Our children, no matter who kid they are, suffer. Mm. You know, you know. I just, you know, because we have children ourselves. We're mothers. We're mothers, parents, aunts, uncles. We have kids that are around us that we love on. Even if they're not ours, we still love on them. But your heart goes out when it's kids, when you, when young people, when young people, young and older, young people mostly, that they have to come up. Behind a society that is struggling, behind a society, in a society that is, 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 is all about what's in it for me. Selfish society. And you try to instill in your kid that you don't want to be like them. Set apart yourself. Mm. You know. But but thank God that um that uh, I, I I tried to I gave him to God Sam <laughs> I gave him to God so I'm gonna leave him right there wait with, with him now I'm done I'm done now Maria Miss Maria yes. yes yes I just came upon a scripture that I absolutely love this morning it's mm-hmm. Romans eight ten and eleven. And if Christ be in you, the body Ooh. is dead because of sin, but the spirit of life because of righteousness. But if Romans what? Eight. Eight and then 10 and 11. And here's Go the ahead. lesson. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell hmm. in you, 
Yes. Maria, he dwells in you and all the people we pray for. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit Mm. that dwells in you. Yes. Mm. Yes. Amen. So that is a word of encouragement. That's right. That that spirit quickens your body. That's right. Quickens your Mm. mortal body. Mm Divine Amen. help. I'm standing in for you and, and gap for you, Maria, right now. In Jesus' name, I just pray. In Jesus' for name. Hallelujah. I just pray for a divine healing in Maria's Hallelujah. body. Right now, we speak to that body of hers and say, align up with the word of God. For no one right now, God, can prosper. we shall prosper. Hallelujah. I pray for God for the balm of Gilead over every part of her body. Hallelujah. God. Right now, Jesus. For her heart, her stomach, her mind, her will. Yes. Motion, Lord God, let it line up with the word of God, Lord God. Oh, yes, right and now, Lord, Jesus. They just speak to that tumor and say, cease and desist. Cease go and desist. It don't belong to me. Go, go, into, go into the dry places, never to return. Lord God, I pray that it begins to shrink up and go into... Um, yes, yes, yes. Go into remission right now in the name of Jesus and to stay in remission Yes. That's time, Lord God, that you call her home. But, God, I do not believe that this is her time. Lord no, God, I Lord believe Jesus. that you want to heal her. I believe, Lord God, that you want to touch her so that she may witness and testify to your goodness and your grace. Yes, yes, yes. God. For, again, your scripture says that no weapon formed against you. No weapon formed against you prosper. Nothing, Lord. So we stand in the gap for Maria. Right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Mm. Not in Cherry's name. Not in Maria's name. But in Jesus. In Jesus' name. Because he died on the cross for all of us. Yes, he did. By those stripes. Jesus. By his stripes, we are here. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Together, Lord. Hallelujah. Whoever two or more together, there you are, Jesus. You're in the midst of right us. Right now. Thank you, Lord. Healing into that body of hers. Right now, God. Nope, 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 nope. Be gone in the name of Jesus, illness. Be gone in the name of In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Nope, nope, nope. Yes, yes, yes. Nope, nope, nope. Get out of there. Out, 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 out. Yes, 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 yes. Gone in the name of Jesus. I speak life into that body right right now, God. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Right now, God. Right now, God. Touch her, Lord. Touch her now. Now. Right now, God. Now. Now, Lord. Right now, Lord. Now. Now, touch. Touch, touch, touch. Right Bama, now, God. Yes. Bama, get everything that's in here, Lord God. Let her worship and praise you with spirit and in right Jesus. Right now, Jesus. Every Hallelujah. day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In, in Jesus' name. name. Your grace is sufficient, Lord God. Hadamashita ramata In Jesus' name, I pray. Yes, yes, yes. Through Jesus cross. Yes, yes, yes. Mission of sins. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Divine health. Yes, yes, yes. Yourself every Divine day, health. Maria. Divine health. Divine health. Divine health. Thank you, Lord. Don't go weary and doing well today, Maria. Don't go Be weary. blessed, Sherry. Thank you so very much. Oh, thank you, thank man. you, thank you. Man, oh, man. Yes, God is good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
God is good all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. All I got to do is look up and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jesus. Look everything up and breathe. Everything we have. Everything we have. Everything. Everything we have belongs to him. I wanted to share with you, Maria, that, you know, you've been praying after that car accident that I had and the migraine uh-huh. and all the pain that I had in my neck. Really? I had I had torn ligaments. Oh, wow. My neck and had brains and everything from the from that. Mm. My mom and everybody in Iowa were praying for me, and I know you guys are praying for me. Yeah. And, and I went through traction for a month, and... It healed my neck completely. I've been driving and everything for over a month now. And one day I got in the driveway and I looked at death and I said, Lord, you take home today. I'm ready to die. I said, Lord, I am not afraid of death. I will be with you, Jesus, today. Oh, yeah. And I looked death right in the face and I said, take me out, but I am going to heaven to be with my father. And I'm not afraid of you ever again. And see, when you get in a car accident, sometimes, you know, you get scared of dying, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I just said, I rebuke that, and I said, I cast it out into the dry places. You're not welcome in my mind or my heart or my spirit. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. And I, mm-hmm. I said, I will be with my Heavenly Father, and he will resurrect my body in due season. I said, I am not afraid to die anymore. And I stood mm-hmm. on it. And I said, no more. Oh, yeah. I'm not afraid of it. And so, but sometimes you got to get that resolve. You got to know that you know that you know that you're going to be yeah. God in heaven. But uh, you're not, you're not, you're not there yet, Maria. You're still on earth, still breathing. So praise That's God right. for that. We love you that you're still around. Thank you. And Thank this, you, Shane. If I could, if I could, I'd give you a big hug. You, you get what <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, you're hugging it. me right now. Oh, I just love you. Thank you, Sherry. Love you too. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for the encouragement. You betcha. Yeah, I can just cry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You got compassion. That's love. You have compassion for your brothers and sisters. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to read something very powerful. I read this to the people at the at at our party the other mm-hmm. day because they were backbiting other people. I remember how I did that a lot too, backbiting other people. But anyway, that was in this now. Anyway, the scripture in. Matthew five forty four through forty seven is forty forty eight is very powerful, and this this is a hard word for people to swallow, and I'm thinking about the people that got killed in uh, South Carolina. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that. Spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? If you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So see, God, and that's with words right from Jesus, from the, from the, uh, from the uh, Sermon on the Mount. He's up on that mountain telling us that uh, yeah. like that kid killing all those people, we are commanded to pray for him. 
commanded by Jesus to pray for him. Commanded, not a choice. Forgive him, not a choice. Well, it is a choice, but it's a, it's a commandment that we love all men and all women and that there are no favorites. God, God says there are no favorites according to God. He makes everybody, to, he, he has mercy and forgiveness for all mankind. He didn't just die for just us. He died for all humanity, for all time, for forgiveness. 2,000 years ago, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit came into one, and, and they forgave all of mankind. And when we repent and ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins, he's faithful to, to, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to save us. And that's in 1 John 1, 8. I'll go real quick here. I'm sorry, I'm preaching today now. <laughs> if we say we have no sin, okay. If we confess our sins, one nine, I messed up. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we confess those sins, then he will forgive. And over 2,000 years ago, when he died on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Even that kid that shot those people did not know that he was going to spend eternity in hell if he does not repent and ask Jesus into his heart. He will burn an eternity in the lake of fire with the devil. And I know that people don't want to do that. If they understood that that's what's going to happen to them, they would repent and turn from their wicked ways and turn mm-hmm. to Jesus who loves them. And if people understood, if we could share that love, unconditional love to all mankind, then then we'd be something. Then we would be walking in, in, in the totalness that God would have us to do. And I just pray that we all begin to do more of that than we did before. Now... We gave, we we had a scenario, I can't go into it, but there was a man that uh, was, um, we thought was had, had some issues and things, and turned out that, uh, well, I can't go into it all, but he got arrested and got shipped back for Grand Theft Auto in uh, Montana, and we were responsible for getting him arrested. We wow. gave issues, we tended to him, we thought that he had been, well, I guess I can say it. He was he was stole he stole he stole um a, a a vehicle, drove it through state lines and um told everybody in the parking lot that he had been robbed by somebody and took his license plate license number and took his license and everything he owned and so people began to give him things and he just laid in his car and didn't do nothing. So he we sent it to him and he, he had no shoes. And God, about two months ago, I was walking down our path and had I found these shoes out of the blue right in our ditch on, on this walk that I had. And so we picked them up. Well, I told him, God designed those shoes just for you. He says they fit perfect on him. They were a size 8. They fit. I said, well, that was God. God knew that you would be here today so we could give you those shoes. So anyway, what happened was, he, we thought, well, he needs a clean shower and he needs to be taken care of. So we're feeding and taking care of our enemy. You know, we're not, we're not knowing that, you know, he's stolen this car. And so we take him all the way back to our home. He follows us home. Well, behold, I go right into the house and call the cops thinking, okay, well, he is either 
doing something crazy and, and did something wrong because we had, you know, we knew something was going on. But as we're driving home, I said, Louie, how do you feel? Are we in peace? He says, yes, we're in peace. I said, well, let's do this then. So we drive him. We don't drive him home, but he follows us with, with the car. And so Louie's out there talking while I'm talking to the police. And I put my thumbs up and said, oh, you called the cops. You shouldn't have done that. I don't like the cops. They t- took my last car away from me. And so Louie's talking to him. And behold, a man that stole the car came into our house and talked to the dispatch woman. Now, that's God. And as he's talking to the woman, she says, well, what's your license plate number? And Louie looks through the window, gives him the license, gives her the license plate number, and he says, well, they're going to tow my car away. He hangs up the phone and drives out of here. She calls back and says, yep, he ran. And so they picked him up for Grand Theft Auto. Now, we didn't know that. We ministered to him, did not know him, but we treated him equally like God would have treated us if we had been robbed. And so that's a perfect illustration of um, of loving our neighbor, you know, and treating him equal even though he stole a car. We, we did not have any, any um, prejudice against him um and a lot of people would say that's foolishness but god says it confounds the wise the foolish confound the wise and sometimes you do things that uh you don't normally do we would have never never done and and, and the thing was i had enough discernment to call somebody and they said that yeah go ahead and call the police when you get home and so that's exactly what we did they had our back and we seek wisdom in the midst of the whole thing. And so, yeah, I, I called the police on him. And so, but, uh, yeah, I don't walk in fear anymore. I quit walking in fear thinking that I'm going to die. If I die and it's my time, then fine, I'll be with the Father. If not, I live for the Lord. For to live is Christ and to die is gain. And, and that's just the word. So that's what we did. We, we, min- we ministered to a man who maybe, you know, when he goes to prison, will get get uh, saved. Mm. It's something we had done. And when he puts those boots on, I guarantee it, he will remember us. <laughs> he will okay. remember us because he'll be walking in nice shoes. All right, now. So he locked up, not sure? He's locked up in Montana. And he got bought him some shoes. And he got some shoes. Wow. Given to him by God because I found him two months ago in the ditch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. He got nice shoes in jail. He walked right up in jail with nice shoes on, huh? Oh, he won't have the shoes until he gets out, I don't think. They have those. No, he, no they're they going to they gonna they gonna take it all. Yeah. Wow. So we pray for What's the prisoners. Hey, Sam, can I pray for the prisoners now? Go ahead, Sam. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, those that are innocent in prison and those that are guilty in prison, Lord God, I ask, Lord God, for your divine intervention in their lives, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that even with this man that's in Montana, Lord God, I pray for salvation for his soul, Lord God. I pray for divine order in the prisons, Lord God, and that you will touch those men and those women that are in prison that have committed crimes against man and against God, Lord God. I thank you for loving on us enough that we can love on them. 
Lord Jesus, I pray for for comfort for those that are innocent in jail, Lord God. I pray for those that have unduly been arrested, Lord God, for whatever reason, Lord God, that you give them sustenance and strength to get through each and every moment of every day, Lord God. I pray for those in prison that have committed crimes, Lord God, that they may receive you as their Lord and Savior, that the chaplains will be effective in these jails, Lord God, and that people that are saved in the jails, Lord God, will minister to those that are lost and in need, Lord God. For there is nothing that is impossible with you. For what is impossible with man is possible with you, Lord God. So I just pray for all the prisoners all across the country, Lord God, that you will touch their lives, Lord God, and that you will heal their wounds, Lord God. There may be some that are confused, Lord God, or maybe even mentally ill that are in there, Lord God, and don't know right from wrong, Lord God. Lord God, I pray for intervention in their lives, Lord God, that the system will begin to work like a fine-tuned machine and that people, even the jail people, even the, the officers, Lord God, will begin to be more honest, Lord God, in what they do so that they only, you know, that they will have discernment in their jobs Keep them safe, Lord God, for those that love you and that are serving the people because of you, Lord God. But those that are cops, Lord God, that are hurting other people, Lord God, I pray that, that Lord God, that, that those people will receive you as their Lord and Savior. But, Lord God, even more so that they come to the knowledge that, that what they have done, they need to be convicted for. Open all their ears. Open all their eyes, take the scales off their eyes so that they may too hear the good news of Jesus Christ's salvation and forgiveness for their sins. Help them to love themselves and to love others and not to walk in fear or in prejudice or ignorance ever again. We speak truth into their lives, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. We pray and agree in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, what other list did we do? Um, deceased in hospice, abuse and addiction, churches, congregation, missionaries. Anybody want to do those? abuse and addictions. Okay. Dear precious and heavenly Father, there's many people in this country and many people all over the world that are being abused right now. Hmm, Jesus. Some from infancy and childhood, Lord God. Some that had no chance when they grew up, Lord God, that become alcoholics and drug abusers because of the addictions of others around them, Lord God because of the others that have abused them, Lord God, for those that are hurting, Lord God, for there are many out there, Lord God, that are unspoken of, Lord God, that don't even speak of the abuses that they've gone through, Lord God. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Lord God, there is nobody that you do not understand even though they feel like nobody understands them, 
Nobody cares about them. Nobody wants to help them, Lord God. Oh, but you do, Father. You do care. You do love. You took all their sins. You took all their hurts, Lord God, and placed them on the cross, Lord God, and became that pain for them. There is no pain in the world, Lord God, that you do not know about. There is nothing about them that you do not know about. For you created them, Lord God. You created them and knew them before they were even born. You know every hair on their head, Lord God. You know everything about them and wherever they walk, you know them, Lord God. And you want to minister to them and love on them, Lord. Help them to see that love, Lord God, and to break the chains off of them, Lord God, of addictions, possibly due to others who have been addicted, Lord. Maybe even people who were born to addicts, Lord God, who have who have addictions because of it or seizures or whatever, Lord, because of the addicts that were pregnant with them, Lord God. Lord God, I pray for divine healing in their bodies, Lord God, that you will begin to minister to them, Lord God. There are people even in our area here, Lord, where their mother was an addict, a a drunkard, and they have fetal alcohol syndrome. I pray against that spirit right now, and I pray against that power that's trying to come against them, Lord God. I speak healing into their bodies. I speak healing into everybody, Lord God, every child, everyone, Lord God, that has been an addict or has fetal alcohol syndrome or fetal narcotic syndromes, Lord God. I just pray for a healing touch in their bodies, Lord God, in their minds, Lord God, that you will begin to mend them that you will begin to knit them together. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. We've got congregations and churches, missionaries, and unsaved. Hallelujah. Yeah. Anybody want to do any of those? Anybody, 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 anybody? I'll take you and say, Sam. Okay. Ramata <laughs> Dear precious and heavenly Father, I pray that you will begin to draw the unsaved, Lord God. All over the world, Lord God, there are many thousands, half the people in the world have never heard the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. Holy Spirit, give those, Lord, that have you in their heart a, a spirit of compassion for those that are lost, Lord God. Help us to care about those that are lost, Lord God. And help us to reach out to those in the dying world, Lord God, that know you not. 
Lord God, there will be those that choose not to follow you, but for those, Lord God, who have yet to choose, Lord God, quicken their hearts, Lord God, stir up within them, Lord God, convict them of their sins, Lord God, and take the scales off their eyes, the blinders off their eyes, so that they may see you, Lord God, for they may see creation all about them and recognize you as their Lord and Savior. Lord God, there's those that reject you plain right out. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, as hard as this is to say this, Lord, let them hit rock bottom and call out to you, Lord God, for only you can save them, Lord God. There are those that are adamant about hating you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, like Paul and Saul, Lord God, who was Saul and became Paul, had a road of Damascus experience, Lord God. I pray for a road of Damascus for those that are turned the wrong way and persecuting the Christians, Lord God. I pray for even the ISIS, Lord God. I pray for all mankind, Lord God, that you will divinely come down and touch them, Lord God. Take the eyes off, take take their eyes and take the blinders off of all their eyes, Lord God, and give them a divine, divine... um opportunity to receive you, Lord God, whether they be of you or not, Lord God, Jesus, whether they know you or not, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that somebody somewhere will say they forgive them, Lord God, for those that are being persecuted, Lord God, for your namesake, Lord God, for those that are about to die because of you, Lord God, let them be like the lady on on the uh, the TV show that looked at uh, Cornelius and said, I forgive you, and it changed his life forever. In Jesus' name, she said, we forgive him. So we pray for those, Lord God, that are killing and destroying, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that people will say, we forgive you in Jesus' name. And so, God, I just ask, Lord God, for us. Weep of your Holy Spirit through the United States, Lord God, that your resurrected power will manifest itself in a powerful way, Lord God, for we are in the end times. Let us have the boldness and the tenacity to pray for lost souls, Lord God. Give us a desire, Lord, to have compassion for the lost, Lord God, and to stir up that spirit inside of us, Lord God, for those that are called, but you are chosen, Lord God. Let us be the ones that are chosen to Preach the word of God to those that are lost. Lord Jesus, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead could dwell in them and give them eternal life. Lord God, I pray for eternal life for each and every one of them, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I just ask now, Lord God, for those that may be on the prayer line or may be listening to this, that they would say this prayer with me, Lord God, whether they be, no matter what Caucasian, no matter what height, no matter what weight or what's going on in their lives, Lord God, let them repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins, for I am a sinner, and I need your grace and mercy, Lord God. Forgive me, for I have lost and need you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. I want a relationship with you, Heavenly Father. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of the living God and died and was crucified in the flesh, and rose on the third day. Lord God, I just ask, Lord Jesus, and ask them to come into your heart, Lord Jesus, that you would come into their hearts, Lord God, and touch their bodies, their souls, their minds, and give them eternal life. And thank you, Lord, for that. And thank you, Lord, for your eternal words of salvation, Lord God. 
In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Missionaries, I think, is the only one that's not done. Oh, missionaries, congregations, and churches. Oh, then that all the lists have been done. I like yeah. to do little Sam or Maria or somebody else. Huh? I said I'll let you guys do those. Okay. Anybody want to do? We got missionaries and congregations and churches. Anybody want to do that? Going once. <laughs> Going twice. It's old. It's old. All right, I lift Horoboshi, she should a candle go so shande, she go say she go sandaka. Horoboshi, shende, go sandal go saraka, sakara. In congregations and churches, hundred go say she the candle go sandal go say she go rumbo, go say shande, go sandro, she go say shande, go randal go sandro, go sandal go sataka, kaka. Hundred go say she go hundred go sandras, go say she endurendal go deadal go shandal go sandal 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 saraka. I pray for financial breakthroughs. Handedako she shende hereko honye de dandako she she shendedako sandarako sandi shadarako baka. Alright, Father, I want to pray for Shadako in Grondu, Shadaraka, health and healing, Shadako, Shandaraka, restoration, Shandaraka, Shadaraka, and renewing of our youth, Shandaraka, Shadaraka, on a synergistic Shadaraka, and increasing basis, Shadaraka, Randaraka, Sandaraka, Shadaraka, Shandaraka, Shandaraka, Yandaraka, Shandaraka, 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 Father Rokose, I want to water Basaraka. We want to bose, walk in supernatural, superhuman strength, abilities, gifts, and talents. On a synergistic, on an increasing basis. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, I guess we do some confessions and then um, we get into our lesson for the day. Now, what is confession, Sam? Just explain this to me, because this is new. Is this new? Well, this is what I'm. What I've been doing lately is uh, a lot of my own personal confessions that I have. I've just been. Um, um, just reading some of them. I, you know, they're all up on my wall. You know the room across from me? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I just just different confessions. So I'm. Oh, so you writing the vision? I mean, you writing your you writing them on the, your handwriting is on the wall. That's what you're doing. Well, actually, no. They they've been up because see what it is. These are confessions I've said or have been saying over the years, and then I just been led the last couple of weeks just to say them over line. And and one thing is because of actuality because of being on the line, I haven't been able to say them because most of my time has been on the line. But but now, huh? Speaking is healing. Well, right, right. So I'm saying I'm, I'm speaking. I'm healing. It's got all. Di- I got all different types of confessions that okay, I have on okay. the wall. So. Well, I'm gonna be quiet. I want to listen to your confession. No, so you can't even spell is, the word "be quiet." Talking about this you. is your this is your couch moment. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bask and listen to what you have to say. This is your couch moment. I'm your mm-hmm. psychotherapist. I'm your I'm your psycho. Oh, you put you, know? you should put your shingle out. <laughs> I'm your psychotherapist. No, I'm gonna be your counselor. <laughs> I'm, I'm on mute. I want to listen. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute. Pastor Maria, huh? Say what? I thought the Holy Spirit was the counselor, the great counselor. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the medical counselor right now. I mean, the medical, um, psycho, psycho counselor. Oh, of course. Uh, Maria, Maria's virgin. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna start off with Maria's first one, and then you can repeat right after me, then, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Ah, uh, I love you. I love you too. I'm gonna, I'm on mute. I'm on mute. Okay, you can be on mute. You you can be on mute, but you can still repeat it. Yes. It says when you change your thinking, you change your beliefs. When you change your thinking, when you change beliefs. You change your beliefs. You change your expectations. You change your beliefs. You change your expectations. When you change your expectations, you change your attitude. When you change your expectations, you change your attitude. You change your attitude. You change your behavior. You change your behavior. When you change your behavior, you change your performance. When you change your behavior, you change your performance. When you change your performance, you change your life. When you change your performance, you change your life. All right. When you change... Okay, go ahead. I'm going to say something crazy, but it's okay. Oh, no problem. I'm being okay. the one that you had me to say, Father God. Father God. These are some manifestations. These are the manifestations that I need to affirm my life. That I need to affirm my life. And out of obedience, wisdom, and understanding. And out of obedience, wisdom, and understanding. I know that the only and best way for me. I know the only best way for me to obtain these manifestations is to turn them over to you. It's to turn them over to you. And that is exactly what I'm doing. And that is exactly what I'm doing. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Here's my first one. Father God, Father God, I need for you to provide for me. I need it for you to provide for me. Greater and quicker. Greater and quicker. And synergistically. And synergistically. Much more than the enemy is trying to take from me. Much more than the enemy is trying to take from me. I need for my parents. I need for my parents. To live a happy, healthy, enjoyable life. To live a healthy, happy, healthy, and enjoyable life. In their tired spirit, souls, and body. In their tired spirit, souls, and body. 
Yeah. Longer than. Longer than. The prosperity that you are bringing our way. The prosperity that you're bringing our way. So that they will be able to enjoy it. So that they will be able to enjoy it. Hallelujah. And this is the, um, well, some of these have changed. I'm not even going to get, well, no, that's because they've changed. I'm going to get into this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens Hallelujah. me. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The road to success is not straight. The road to success is not straight. There's a curve called failure. There's a curve called failure. A loop called confusion. A loop called confusion. Speed bumps called friends. Speed bumps called friends. Oh, Jesus. Red lights called enemies. Red lights called enemies. Caution lights called family. Caution called family. Family. Oh, you will have flats called jobs. Mm-hmm. You have what? You will have flats called jobs. You have flats called, called jobs. If you have a spare called determination. You have but you do have a spare, spare called determination. Hallelujah. An engine called perseverance. And an engine called perseverance. Insurance called faith. Yes, yes, yes. An insurance called faith. Hallelujah. A driver called Jesus. Ooh, come on now. A driver called Jesus. You will make it into a place called success. You will make it into a place called success. Ooh, and she's going to lay on that horn. <laughs> that was hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't me. No, that was laying on in front of me. I'm just like, I'm just basking right now. Mm, mm, mm. Let me see which ones we want to do, Lord. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Let me go on over here. Let me go on over here. In order to win any battle. In order to win any battle. You have to make the mind run the body. You have to make the mind run about it. Hallelujah. I will always give out first. What was it? What you say? For the body will always give out first. For the body will always give out first. Never let the body tell the mind what to do. Never let the body tell the mind what to do. And tell your spirit to run your mind. And tell your spirit to run your mind. Successful individuals have game plans and purposes that are clearly defined and to which they constantly refer. And to which constantly to refer. I am successful. I am successful. The only man who never makes a mistake. The only man who never makes a mistake. Is the man who never does anything. Is the man who never does anything. Success favors those who persist. 
Thank you, Jesus. Do not allow your attitudes. Do not allow your attitudes. Or limited opinion of yourself. Or limited opinion of yourself. And your abilities. And your abilities. Keep you from getting things done. Keep you from getting things done. Go ahead now. Look at the resources you have. Look at the resources you have. Then determine. Then determine. What needs you can meet. What needs you can meet. One person. One person. Cannot have all the money. Cannot have all the money. Hallelujah. And the brains. And the brains. The brains. To build an empire. To build an empire. It's resources. Resources. And knowledge. And knowledge. Beyond what one person can muster. Beyond what one person can muster. And it takes the ability of someone. And it takes the ability of someone. Who can bring those resources together. Who can bring those resources together. And I am that person. Oh, and I am, I am that, that person. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> cool, Amen. That's it. I'm going to just pray in the spirit for a minute. Y'all might want to do the same. Yeah. 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 We glorify you, Father. Yes, Father, we give you the glory. Yes, 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 Lord, we give you the glory. Holy Spirit. He's telling me, he said, these aren't just confessions. He said, these are seeds that are being planted in our hearts. Oh, yes. Being planted in our hearts, and they're going to begin to bear fruit. They're going to begin to spring forth. They're going to begin to... So just keep these seeds watered. Protect thy heart with all diligence. Don't let the enemy come in and steal these seeds. These are seeds that are being planted so you can begin to bear fruit for the kingdom. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Mm, mm, mm. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Yes. Ooh, thank you, Father. Thank you for the word, Lord, for the strength, for the encouragement. Mm. Thank you, Father, for the increase, for the finances. Sandraka for pouring forth your spirit and in your life into us, Lord. Continue to love on us, heal us, forgive us, direct us, impart, strengthen whatever we need, Lord. Just continue to <clears throat> work in our lives. And we will give you in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Amen. All righty. I'm trying to see which book I didn't coming out of. Okay, I think we're out of this one, so I'm going back into this one. Rightly dividing the word. Okay. The Mysteries of Godliness and Iniquity. He claimed equality with God 
that he was the Messiah, that he had the power to forgive sins, and that he could give rest. He demanded first place and said that no one could come to the Father only through him. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the water of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Before Abraham was, I am. If Jesus was not the Son of God, he was the greatest egotist the world had ever seen. A. He was more. He was a bad man, an imposter, a perjurer, a blasphemer, and unworthy of acceptance or belief. He was not a physician. He never employed a splint, tied an artery, used a knife, nor gave a prescription. Yet he cured the sick, cleansed the leper, caused the blind to see, the deaf to hear. The dead could not remain dead in his presence. He was not an author. He never wrote, as far as we know, but a single line and that in the sand that the wind obliterated. But the gospel he preached made such an impression upon the minds of his disciples that they put into written form and which has survived down the centuries and is to be found in the best literature of the world. He was not an orator as the world speaks of oratory, but he spake as never man spake, and the common people heard him gladly. He was a mass of every form of human speech, and his parabolic form of speech has never been excelled. He was not a poet, and yet life has inspired the world's greatest poets and given us a sublimest hymnus and anthemus. He was not a musician, but to him the great music composer of the world's older inspiration. He was not an artist, but without him the great masterpieces of art would never have appeared on canvas. He was not an architect, only a humble Galilean carpenter, a maker of wooden plows and ox yokes. But the most beautiful and artistic buildings in the world were designed to commemorate his memory and dedicated to his worship and service. Who was this man? This man who's coming into the world, changing the world's, changed the world's reckoning of the years and gave to Christendom the festive season of Christmas and Easter. Was he a fanatic? Was he a lunatic? Was he a dreamer? There never was another man like him. No writer could ever invent such a character. Who was he then? He was a foreigner. He was not of the type of man that the world produces. He came from some other realm. He came to make us kinsmen. And having done that, he went back to his own country again, taking our nature with him. The supernatural manner of his coming demanded the supernatural manner of his going. He was what he claimed to be the mystery of godliness. God manifest in the flesh. Jesus said to the Jews, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him will ye receive. John 5 and 43. Who is this other who is to come? In bold, the Old and New Testament, we are told of a mysterious and terrible personage who shall be revealed in the last times. He is described under different names and aliases. In the Old Testament, he is called the Assyrian. Isaiah 10, 5, 12, 24, and in 30, 27 through 33. Lucifer, Isaiah 14 and 12. The Little Horn, Daniel 7 and 8, 8 and 9. A King of Fierce Countenance, Daniel 8 and 23. 
The princess shall come, Daniel 9 and 26. The willful king, Daniel 11 and 36. In the New Testament, he is called the man of sin, the son of perdition, the mystery of iniquity, that wicked. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3-8. The Antichrist, 1 John 2 and 18. The beast, Revelations 13, 1-8. The difference between Christ and Antichrist is clearly brought out in the following contrast. Christ came from above, John 6, 38. Antichrist ascends from the pit, Revelations 11 and 7. Christ came in his Father's name, John 5 and 43. Antichrist comes in his own name, John 5 and 43. Christ humbled himself, Philippians 2 and 8. Christ exalts himself, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 4. Christ despised, Isaiah 53 and 3, Luke 23 and 18. Antichrist admired, Revelations 13, 3 and 4. Christ exalted, Philippians 2 and 9. Antichrist cast down to hell, Isaiah 14, Isaiah 14 and 14 and 15, Revelations 19 and 20. Christ to do his Father's will, John 6 and 38. Antichrist to do his own will, Daniel 11 and 36. Christ came to save, Luke 19 and 10. Antichrist comes to destroy, Daniel 8 and 24. Christ is the good shepherd, John 10, 14 through 15. Antichrist is the idol, evil shepherd, <coughs> Zechariah 11, 16 and 17. Christ is the true vine, John 15 and 1. Antichrist is the vine of the earth, Revelations 14 and 18. Christ is the truth, John 14 and 6. Antichrist is the lie, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11. Christ is the Holy One, Mark 1 and 24. Antichrist is the lawless one, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 8. Christ is the man of sorrows, Isaiah 53 and 3. Antichrist is the man of sin, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3. Christ is the son of God, Luke 1 and 35. Antichrist is the son of perdition, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3. Christ is the mystery of godliness. Is God manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3 and 16. Antichrist, the mystery of iniquity, will be Satan manifest in the flesh. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7. Let us examine Paul's description of the Antichrist. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day the day of the Lord should not come, except there should come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as a God, sitteth in the temple of God, the rebuilt temple of Jerusalem, showing himself that he is God. For the mystery of iniquity that already worked in Paul's day, only he, the Holy Spirit, now who, who now letteth, restraineth, will let until he be taken out of the way, and then shall be revealed, and then that wicked shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the Spirit, breath of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness manifestation, I mean, shall be destroyed with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the work of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, in them that perish, because they receive not the love of truth, that they might be saved. Second Thessalonians 2, 3 through 10. And I'm going to just stop it there. Because that's more than a mouthful. And I need to find a pen.
Okay, so let's go back and recap what we just heard. Okay. So first he starts off talking about Jesus and who Jesus claimed he would be. He said he claimed equality with God, that he was the Messiah, that he had the power to forgive sins, and that he could give rest. He demanded first place and said that no one could come to the Father only through him. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth of life. I am the water of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Before Abraham was, I am. If Jesus was not the son of God, he was the greatest egotist the world has ever seen. He was more. He was a bad man, an imposter, a perjurer, a blasphemer, an unworthy of acceptance or belief. So I'm just really listening to this, how Jesus really, I mean, we get to understand, he's saying, this is who I am. He said he demanded first place then, he's demanded first place now. Even in his walk, he was, when he was on the earth, he was telling them, this is who I am. And you not you need to recognize me for who I am. But they could only be recognized by by the Holy Spirit revealing it to them and the scales of the eyes being removed. And see, so many of them up underneath that religious spirit, especially the Pharisees and Pharisees, they didn't. I, I you know some saw, but they still would not accept them. Especially not just being being a man, but being the Son of God. Because that's remember the conversation he had with Nicodemus. He said, "Well, you got to be born again." And he's like, "How can I be born again?" So even even the Pharisees and Sadducees did not even they didn't want to see they couldn't see they weren't trying to there was a few that did because the um, one who um who gave his grave for Jesus he was a fair I just realized that the other day he was a, he was one of the leaders of the sect he was one of the religious leaders so there was some who actually saw Jesus for who he was and turned around and accepted him for that but Jesus even then was the man that this is who I am and I need to have first place in your life. Same as it was then and the same as it is now. He was not a physician. He never employed a splint, tied an artery, used a knife, nor gave a prescription. Yet he cured the sick, cleansed the lepers, caused the blind to see, the deaf to hear. The dead cannot remain dead in his presence. Just think how powerful that saying right there is. Go to med school. He didn't study to do this, but yet and still, how many did he heal? Wow. You know, and see, even today, and I'm not belittling the profession because we need doctors, but they tell you that they are practicing medicine. That's what their life says, I'm practicing this. But Jesus says, I am the great physician. So even in our sickness, we need to turn to Jesus first and foremost, before we run to a doctor. Turn to the Holy Spirit first and foremost. And if he says this is the path that you need to go, then walk that path. But you need to first and foremost go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. See, we'll run, we'll run to our cabinets. We'll run to the doctor. We need to turn to Jesus first and foremost. He is the great physician. He was healing back then, and he's healing today. says he was not an author. He never we know 
but a single line, and that was line was that was a line the wind obliterated. Okay, what was that line? As far as he says, as far as, as far as the word of God says, he never wrote. That line was when they brought that woman caught in the act of adultery, and he wrote in the sand. Mm-hmm. But everything else that he spoke and that he did, and not all that he did, because it tells you he did so many acts, they, the word, the, the books can contain all that he did. So stuff he did still was not written down. Says, but the gospel he preached made such an impression upon the minds of his disciples that they put it into written form in which it survived down the centuries and is to be found in the best literature of the world. Jesus was too busy doing about his father's business. But see, God in his infancy. See, that's why I say you got to let God be God. God knew that it was important for what Jesus was doing to be written down, but God did not tell Jesus to do it. Jesus was, Jesus was busy taking care of the father's business, and, the, and God made a way so that his word would be preserved. See, that's when I tell you, I tell you, all, you got to let God be God. You are not supposed, what did I just read about building an empire? Yeah. One man cannot have all the ability, time, and understanding. Now, it's not up to one man to build an empire. No. Okay, Jesus didn't try, he didn't try to, he didn't try to heal, he didn't try to feed, he didn't try to write, he didn't try, no, he focused on what God told him to do, and he did it. But God in his infinite, God being God, he made sure that the, what his acts and his deeds were captured in word and written down. And that's what we have the Bible as of today. He was not an orator as the world speaks of oratory, but he spake as never man spake, and the common people heard him gladly. He was a master of every form of human speech, and his parabolic form of speech has never been excelled. He was not a poet, and yet his life has inspired the world's greatest poets and given us our sublimest hymn as anthemus. He was not a musician, but to him the greatest musical composer of the world owed their inspiration. He was not an artist, but without him the great masterpieces of art would never have appeared on canvas. He was not an architect, only a humble Galilean carpenter, a maker of wooden plows and ox yokes. Most beautiful and artistic buildings in the world were designed to commemorate his memory and dedicated to his worship and service. And one thing that I was actually even thinking about this morning was the fact when the other book that were coming out of that Jesus, okay, see, understanding Jesus and his walk, he had to experience everything that we had to experience. He had experience in the flesh. And in the Word of God, it said that Jesus grew in stature and in favor with God and with man. He grew. He didn't so that means he had to learn. He had to walk. He had to go and he had to grow. He grew in stature and in favor with God and with man. In other words, he did not come down here walking in his full deity as a man. He had to grow into that. He had to study. He had to learn. He had to apply it. I'm gonna just leave that there. Who was this man? This man who's coming into the world changed the world's reckoning of the years and gave to Christendom the festive seasons of Christmas and Easter. Was he a fanatic? Was he a lunatic? Was he a dreamer? There never was another man like him. No writer could ever invent such a character. Who was he then? 
He was a foreigner. He was not the type of man that the world produces. He came from some other realm. He came to make us out of kinsmen, and having done that, he went back to his own country, again taking our nature back with him. The supernatural man of his coming demanded the supernatural man of his going. He was what he claimed to be, the mystery of godliness. Mm -hmm. God manifested in the flesh. Mm. Just let that settle in for a minute. Jesus said to the Jews, I am coming in... I am come in my Father's name, you receive me not. If another should come in his own name, him you will receive. And it's just funny, you know, you're thinking about this, and even in the unscriptures, I'm going to go through later on, how the world is. They would not receive Jesus then, and a lot of people in the world would not see Jesus now. And he said this to them, you're not going to receive me, but when somebody comes in the acclimate of, of the world and how the world views him, he's supposed to be. You know, see, Jesus was supposed to be coming as a king and riding on and the horses and chairs, but he came in on 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 a donkey, donkey, um, on a donkey. So that so that's how he still walked, and, and, and so just seeing the perception of how the world perceives and how God perceives is just just watch the different comparison. Who is this other to come? In both the Old and New Testament, we are told of mysterious and terrible personage who should be revealed in the last times. He is described under different names and aliases. In the Old Testament, he is called the Assyrian, Lucifer, the Little Horn, King of Fierce Countenance, Princess Shall Come, Willful King, Man of Sin, the Son of Perdition, Mystery of Iniquity, That Wicked, Antichrist, the Beast. Now I can give you the scriptures if you want them again. The Assyrian is Isaiah 10 and 5, 12, 24, 30, 27 to 33. Lucifer is Isaiah 14 and 12. The little horn is Daniel 7 and 8 and 8 and 9. A king of fierce countenance, <coughs> countenance, Daniel 8 and 23. The princess shall come, Daniel 9 and 26. The will for king, Daniel 11 and 36. In the New Testament, he's called the man of sin, the son of perdition, the mystery of iniquity, that wicked. Second Thessalonians 2, 3 through 8. The Antichrist, 1 John 2 and 18. The beast, Revelation 13, 1 through 8. The difference between Christ and Antichrist is clearly brought out in the following contrast. So now we're going to go through this. Christ came from above, Antichrist ascends from the pit. Christ came in his father's name, Antichrist comes in his own name. Christ humbled himself, Antichrist exalts himself. Now that one right there, just look at that. Christ humbles himself, Antichrist exalts himself. Even if Christ still said, I am the way, I'm the truth, he was letting people know who he was, he still humbled himself. I do nothing unless I know what my father do. He still got up and sought, sought his father each and every day. And he humbled himself. I do nothing unless my father first does it. But he's saying the Antichrist is going to basically, he's going to be his own man. He's going to be a man. He's going to be, he's going to be, you know, prideful. He's going to be haughty. So 
So look at the difference in the, even in the way in the, in, the, in, the, in the character. The Christ despised, Antichrist is admired. Christ exalted, Antichrist cast down to hell. Christ to do his Father's will, Antichrist to do his own will. Christ came to see, save, Antichrist comes to destroy. Christ is a good shepherd, Antichrist is the evil shepherd. So just look at all the comparisons. I'll give you. I'll go back and get the scriptures. Christ came from above, John six and thirty-eight. Antichrist descends from the pit, Revelation eleven and seven. Christ came in His Father's name, John five and forty-three. Antichrist comes in His own name, same John five and forty-three. Christ humbled Himself, Philippians two and eight. Antichrist exalts Himself, Second Thessalonians two and four. Christ despised, Isaiah fifty-three and three, Luke twenty-three and eighteen. Antichrist of Maya, Revelation 13, 3 and 4. Christ exalted, Philippians 2 and 9. Antichrist cast down to hell, Isaiah 14, 14, 14 and 15, Revelation 19 and 20. Christ to do his Father's will, John 6 and 38. Antichrist to do his own will, Daniel 11 and 36. Christ came to save, Luke 19 and 10. Antichrist comes to destroy, Daniel 8 and 24. Christ is a good shepherd, John 10, 14-15. Antichrist is an evil shepherd, Zechariah 11 and 16. And here's the last few. Christ is the true vine. Antichrist is the vine of the earth. True vine is John 15 and 1. Vine of the earth is Revelation 14 and 18. Christ is the truth. Antichrist is a lie. John 14 and 6. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11. Christ is the Holy One. Antichrist is the Lawless One. Mark 1 and 24. And then 2 Thessalonians 2 and 8. Christ is a man of sorrows. Antichrist is a man of sin. Isaiah 53 and 3. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3. Christ is the Son of God. Antichrist is the Son of Perdition. Luke 1, 35, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3. Christ is the mystery of godliness. Is God manifesting the flesh? Antichrist is the mystery of iniquity. Will be Satan manifesting the flesh? That's 1 Timothy 3 and 16 and 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7. Let us examine Paul's description of the Antichrist. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day... The day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he is God, citizen of the temple of God, the rebuilt temple of Jerusalem, showing himself that he is God. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he not who now let us, will let restraint. Okay. The mystery of iniquity doth already work in Paul's day. Only he, the Holy Spirit, who now letteth, restraineth, will let restrain until he be taken out of the way. And then um, be revealed whom the Lord should consume with the spirit, the breath of his nostrils, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs by lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. 
Second Thessalonians two three through ten. So bottom line, the son of the son of perdition, the mystery of iniquity, is going to come down, and he's going to he's going to be he's going to have power. So and he's going to be able to do signs and wonders. He's going to be walking in that capacity. But you have you have to be have the spirit of truth, and under well. <clears throat> You have to have the spirit of truth and, um, what's the word, discernment, so that you can see what is truthfully going on. Because what's really going to happen is everything that is actually God, he's going to be against. He's going to destroy. He's going to walk in that capacity of, of God, but he's not really going to be truly God. But men, because of, because of the power and, and, and the image that he's going to have, a lot of them are going to be caught up in this, but it's not going to be truly God. And only when Jesus comes back again to destroy that kingdom, would, the, would he be cast into the lake of fire? And I'm done. <clears throat> All right, anybody got anything? All right. Mindful where your worship lies. So what? I said to always be mindful for where your worship lies. Yeah, that and then so. Yeah. To see the reality of what's going on. You know how people sit up there, they claim, okay, people will claim, but do they do? And if they do, do they do it in the in the proper function? Or do they just wear it like uh, like an accessory? Say, say that again. Okay. Well, you have people that will claim, but how do they claim it? Do they honestly claim it with their whole heart and body and soul? Mm-hmm. Oh, they just claim it just to do a little bit to try to let you think that they're doing it, but, you know, in reality, they're not putting their whole self into it. And then what part that they are doing, are they doing it in Jesus' name or are they just using it as an accessory to help them look the part? Well, I mean, that's, but see, that's going to even get deeper than that. We got to go back and see. That's what God looks at people's hearts. What are people's motives? And so many people are self-motivated and also recognize true. We're learning now. People think that they're being spiritually led, but they're still being led by their soul. So, so many people are walking in that capacity and not understanding it. So they think, or they're. They're thinking they're wanting or doing God's work, but they're not even doing that. So it gets, it, you know, when you start really getting a greater understanding of what reality was really going on, it takes on a whole other life form. Uh-huh. So. I once heard a. Um an evangelist, say this. If you can take communion and go to hell, you can read the Bible and go to hell, 
you can, you know, you can do all these things and still go to hell because you have no relationship with Jesus Christ. Exactly. It's, it's just an outward appearance. It also says that, you know, you can cast out demons in my name and do all these things in my name, but Jesus will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. You know, we we have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, it's not by our works. You know, you talk about humility. This is nothing to do with us. The law is of sin and death. Grace and eternal life come through redemption through Jesus Christ. I'm preaching to the choir here, but um, but basically, you know, like I said, you can take communion, do all your religious acts, read the Word of God, and still go to hell. If you don't have a relationship and give your heart and your life to Christ, you know, there there's a high calling between selfish ambition and doing things to receive from God through, you know, through your own mindset versus what does the mind of Christ in us prevail? You know, if we walk in and of the flesh and of the Old Testament and of the law, then then we're of sin and death. But if we walk in the New Testament of love and forgiveness and mercy and kindness and what First Corinthians says to walk in patience and kindness and, and not thinking of ourselves first, but thinking of others first. Then we are walking with God for, you know, if, if we're walking out of love, then, then we're walking in Christ. Because it says in the scripture that if we um, are Christ's disciples, we will love one another. And so without that, then we're really not... Um, understanding in our spirit the truth of who God really is. Because God is pure love. Look at all around us. Look at the, look, just take a look outside and you see all of his beautiful creation. I mean, at least out here we do. I see the cornfields and the trees and the sky and the birds and the lake. And I see God and his handiwork. How can you not recognize the fact that God created all things? See, and that's all faith. There are so many people that don't even know or believe that there's a creator. I mean, your scientists, they even say, well, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. That's the wisdom of man. That's man's wisdom. Man's wisdom tries to figure out things without God. That's what created the tree in the Garden of Eden was man's own desire to know good and evil to know things, to understand things. We will never totally comprehend God. We only know God in part, and when we come to see him, we will know him face to face. But we only know what we know because of what God has revealed to us. If he gave us all of his wisdom and all his might and power, we will not be ever be able to contain it. That's why he only gives each of us individually. Like you said, you cannot build an empire with one person. There's too much God around to just, you know, he, his desire when he created Adam and Eve was to have that relationship with us. And that's the most important thing to God is that relationship with his, his people, Jews and Gentiles both, you know. And, and saved and unsaved, he desires to love on all of us. And so um, 
like I said, you can read the Bible and go to hell. You can heal the sick in the name of Jesus and still go to hell. You can cast out demons and still go to hell because your heart is not God's. And and that's, that's a straight line. God says, I draw the line there. If you do not love me and worship me only, you know, God God calls a high calling on, on his children. And it's not it's not something that we should ever, ever take lightly. You know, you can do all these things and have no relationship with Jesus Christ. And and that's why Jesus died, so that we could have that fellowship with the Father. Sin separated us from the beginning of time. Christ died on the cross so that we have a relationship with the Father. Without Christ on the cross, we would still be sacrificing lambs to this day. And and then the Gentiles would have no hope. But because of what Christ had done, we can go to the Father directly. I'm preaching today. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's, that's the basis of our salvation. That's the reason why God created us, so we could have fellowship with him. And and by our own strength and by our own will and by our own thinking, we're missing the mark because we're not relying and trusting in the Lord with all our heart. If we don't trust in the Lord with all our heart and, and, and lean not on our own understanding but in all our ways acknowledge him, he will make our pasture. That's in Proverbs 3, I believe, 3, 6, and, or 3, 6, and 3, or 6 and 3. Anyway, so... We trust in him, and he will empower us to do that, which we have to do. We cannot change ourselves. We can choose to follow Jesus Christ, or we can choose to follow ourselves. I'm done. (laughs) All righty, then. I'm done. (laughs) No problem. Anybody else got anything? Um, while I'm thinking about it, we're going to do our first um, live broadcast of Trauma Center Ministries um, this Sunday. Wow. Um, but uh, but, but uh, I'll give out the number. Well, actually, I think, well, Maria, all that stuff's going to be on Facebook. They do all that social media stuff. But uh, um, I can. Huh? You text me. I don't get the internet. Yeah, I'm just about. To, I'm about to go get my phone and get a number out. Okay. We're gonna be doing it this Sunday at ten o'clock. And Nate's teaching it. Yep. Wow, that's exciting, man. That's real exciting. I don't have it in front of me. Oh, here it is. Okay. Okay, that number is going to be this Sunday at 10 o'clock Central Time, 218-339-3205.
Again, that number is going to be 218-339-3205. And then once that's a conference call line, and then once you call into that, uh, then press 648-370-POUND. 648-370-POUND. So that will be this Sunday at 10 o'clock Central Time. We'll be doing our first broadcast. Well, actually, we're going to start off on a conference line. It's going to go from there. So just to let everybody know, and all the social media stuff, I'm going to let Maria handle that. <laughs> so other than that, I guess we can take our prayer request now. Anybody want prayer? I want prayer for my tooth. I've had a toothache for the last two days. Okay, no problem. Her bush, she'll go send her go say she'll come down to go run her go say she'll come down to go Sunday to go Sunday. Yes, 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 Father, healing, 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 moving, 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 healing, 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 cleansing, cleansing, purifying, healing, 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 purifying, healing, letting the hand of God flow, letting the hand of God move from Bosikada, letting the hand of God, Shirakorobade, Shirakosa, Shirakosa, and the Robota, there we go, Father God, there we go, Holy Spirit, Shirakorobade, Move, heal, touch, anoint, cleanse, purify. Mm. Let your word that's inside of it begin to rise up. Let the word of God, the truthfulness of the word of God that's inside of it begin to rise up, Jesus. So she can begin to get an understanding of who you are. Heal her mouth, Lord. But right now there's much deeper work that you're doing in her spirit. Heal her mouth, Lord, as you continue to let your word rise up inside of her, Father, as you are drawing closer to her. Heal her, Father, moving her heart and her life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, who else wants prayer? I'll go Who's that, Nene? Honey Graham? Huh? I said that's Honey Graham. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Father God, I want to pray for Renee. She horombosan yerokompresi de shanderoko hondoko. Horombosi shirikandaroko rombosi kedeke. Yes, 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 Father. Pray for her on the Mm-hmm. Open up her heart on the other side. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, you don't go see this shit that I can run, but I should have got this shit that I can send. I should have got this shit that I can run, but I should have got this shit that I can Holy Spirit, send it to the ground, 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 to Yeah, that of course, there's a choice that you'll have to make in the near future. You're getting ready to come into an obstacle. You can make a choice of going through it or going around it. When the Holy Spirit reveals you what it is, seek him as far as what to do. What I'm really perceiving in my spirit is that you would probably be better going around it, but you'll have the desire to go through it. In other words, it's going to be, I can overcome this, I can do that. But in all actuality, God is saying, this here you can go around. I'm going to tell you this joke my friend told me. He said it was a man... And he came, you know, this young man walking in his journey of life, and he came to this mountain. He saw this big old tall mountain. He said, God, you give me the strength, I can climb that mountain. So God gave him the strength, and he climbed that mountain. When he came back down, he's a little older, a little wiser, but he's still good. So he's going along in his life journey, came to another mountain, a little bit bigger than the last one. So God, you give me the strength, I can climb that mountain. So God gave him the strength, he climbed that mountain. When he came down this time, he moved a little bit slower, and this time he got a cane. So he come up, then here's another mountain, big and taller than the last one. He looked at the mountain, he said, God, you give me the strength, I can climb that mountain. God gave him the strength. Came down this time, he was moving slower, he had a beard, white head, and still had his cane, looking like Moses, just coming on down, still going on about his life journey. He come up to another mountain. He saw this last mountain, bigger than all the rest of them, taller than all the rest of them. He looked at that mountain. He said, Lord, you can move that mountain. So other words, I believe, and again, this is, this is where you got to get a one-on-one. Seek God for the obstacle that's coming in front of you if it's needful for you to deal with it. Or is it in his best for you to go around it. And that's where you have to get in one-on-one with God. Because, see, I desire sometimes for a variety of different reasons how to just deal with situations and circumstances. There are some situations and circumstances by the leadership of the Holy Spirit we don't have to deal with. So seek God as far as his direction about what it is and how to deal with it. And you'll be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Yeah.
think I see the I think I see the obstacle that's in front of me. And I and I don't desire to get pulled back into it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I was telling my sister about this back a couple, about maybe a year or two ago. And it seemed like, um, and I told you about this, when my family has me feeling like, oh, well, the stuff that they don't want to do, dump it off on me. But then once everything is done, then they want to come in and then, and then act like they've done so much. But they want to treat me like I've done so little. And in the meantime, um, okay, I got some struggles. My sister and her husband, they got struggles too, but then too, they have each other. Okay, I have a brother. He just has his house and his dog. His dog is grown, but she's doing well. And he finds himself, I find him, he calling me and asking me what we're going to do about my mom. But if you see that everybody else is being bogged down with with things going on with them and you're not, why aren't you stepping up? And all the reason why he's calling me because he knows that I've gone through this many a time. So, oh, she's used to doing this, so go ahead and put it off on her. But in the meantime, it's time for him to step up, and I'm praying that he goes ahead and step up. Because one, he's closer, and two, he doesn't have anything pending on him right now. The biggest thing he talks about is that he's waiting on that's retirement. And then in the meantime, um, our glory goes to God. I've been seeing a little demonic things going on around me, and it's waiting for me to react. And I can feel the kindness of me not reacting, but just paying attention. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Hello, how you doing with that? Okay. All right, well, I'm going to pray in the spirit, see what God wants to do. Wait, 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 I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. Hi, I do. How are you? Moving right along. All righty. So moving right along. All right. I understand. All right, let me pray for you. <clears throat> Hobosha Randi Sheko Rombosha and Randa Cossession the header Rombosha and the Cossession the Cossander the Cossession the Comprocos and 
My grace is sufficient for thee. Your struggles are real. You feel and you see and you are correct. But remember, my grace is sufficient for thee, says the word. That if you will continue to seek God through your troubles, through your situations and circumstances. If you will continue to seek his leadings, his guidance, his direction, his strength. I just read, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It will be Christ who will take you through. It will be the word who will give you the victory. It will be the anointing of God that will carry and cover you in all and through all as you seek him. You continue to let him lead you. You continue to let him guide you and watch for the turnaround and the victory. We get a question watch as God transforms you, renews you, heals you, restores you. Watch as God continuously makes you to become the woman of God. He has called you to be. Watch as he empowers and carries you. Even in, even over, around, and through things and situations, circumstances, you and yourself wouldn't even want to deal with, wouldn't even want to look at. But yet God will carry, cover, lead, God direct. And if you do get wounded, he will bandage your wounds. I just read that Jesus, he was a man of sorrows. That means he, too, understands the burdens of this life. That means he, too, understands what it is to, to deal with the, with the thing we call life, with the anguish and the, and, the, and, the, and the worries and cares and concern of this world. See, that's, that's the victory. See, I can do all things through Christ. When you exchange your yoke for his, when you exchange your strength for his, when you and as you continue to do that, you will find that in spite of, hmm, just was listening to T.D. Jakes this morning. He said, everybody quit. Except me. Everybody turned around and gave up. Except me. Everybody threw in a towel. Except me. Everybody committed suicide. Except me. Everybody died. Except me. But see, 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 that's that exceptionalism. Because see, what you're doing is you're turning to the Word of God and you're drawing from Him that which you need. And if you continue to do that, you will find the strength to persevere. You will find the ability to endure to the end. You will find that you will faint not. But I'm going to tell you the key is you will find that you can only and will only be able to do it in him. 
you will find that the only way that you can do this is in him because you might not even want or have the desire. And you recognize it as being real, but you turn to him and you find that somehow you get the ability, somehow you get the strength, somehow you even get the desire to get up and to do it again. When moments before when you didn't pray, when you didn't grab hold of the word, when you didn't begin to turn your attention to Christ, you had quit. You had gave up. You said, you know what, it ain't worth it. See, that, that in itself lets you know when it's God doing it through you. That in itself lets you know how you're able to go because you begin to recognize the difference of your strength and his, your ability and his. When when you when, when moments before you turned your attention to Jesus, you said, you know what, forget it. Start turning your focus and your gaze upon him. You begin to get everything that you need to press on to the end so that you will not faint not. So, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now just to supernaturally charge her, supernaturally increase her, supernaturally power her with your word, Lord, so that she too can be used of you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Hey, Sam? Yep. Phone for Maria. Very good song. What'd you say? I'd like to sing and play a song for Maria. Oh, you want to sing to Maria? Okay.
Amen. <laughs> All right, anybody else want prayer? Hey, Sam. Mm-hmm. She's not with me right now, but um, for my friend Brenda, you prayed mm-hmm. for her a while back, so I just want you to pray for her today. Yes, Holy Spirit, release her from that, Father. Release her from that. Show her, Lord, that it's time to let that go. She needs not to carry it anymore, Lord. It's time for her to move on, Father. She's living in the past. That's something she needs to walk away from so she can receive that which you want her to have. Holy Spirit, give her the understanding, the recognition, Lord. She to go to the, that's only by your grace and your mercy. She Release her, heal her, anoint her. She to go and let her go to the Anybody else? I'm going to see what God wants to do. Father God, we give you the glory and the praise. Continue to help us, Lord. Minister to us. Love on us. Forgive us. Heal us. And keep us where you desire us to be. Let your word rise up inside of us. And we can go forth to do the great and mighty things who you desire to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Hey, Sam. Yep. The person I just asked you to pray for, she gave me a call. You said the person you asked me to pray for, she was what? I said the person that I just asked you to pray for, she just gave me a call right now. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let him move. Okay. Oh, uh, have a praise report. My my niece came home a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one that's waiting on the kidney. I don't think she got the kidney yet, but they um allowed her to come home. Okay. Cool. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for me. Mm. 
Father God, help me, Father, to trust you. You for my strength, for my direction. Father God, continue to move in my fi- my family. Continue to move in all of our lives, Lord. Help us to continue to draw from you, Lord. In spite of whatever may go on, Father, in spite of all the attacks of the enemy, Lord, in spite of our, our, our misdeeds, our misconduct, our missing it, in spite of ourselves, Lord, I'm asking you to follow Jesus. Lord, I was just reading before you said, I am the way, I am the life, I am the truth. But God, I was just reading about how you said that Jesus, you are everything that we need if we turn to you. So, Lord, we're turning to you. Lord, help us to stand and to stand there Father, help us to walk in one accord, Jesus. Help us to trust you, Lord. Father God, I'm asking for a renewing of our strength, a renewing of our minds, a restoration of our youth. I'm asking for a breakthrough in the finances. I'm asking for a breakthrough in the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Lord, I'm asking for you to move in a great and mighty way. Father, in your word, you said that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Father. And my confession, Lord, that I have put up there years ago, so regardless of what he might come to steal, kill, and destroy, I'm asking for you to provide for me quicker. More than enough, Lord. Father, you have gotten us to this point. We can get a little bit of breath, but we're still not out of it yet, Lord. You have gotten us to this point, Father, by your grace, by your mercy, by your knowledge, wisdom, understand, by your favor. You have gotten us to this point, Father, where we can we can see a little bit of the light, but, Lord, it's nowhere near over, Lord. Now, Father God, you have provided up for us to this point. Lord, I'm seeking you for great breakthroughs, great, great turnarounds, Lord. We need things like yesterday and today, Lord. Only do it in and through you and help us to walk in accordance with that which you are providing for us. Not go right now, but let us walk on out to become the men and women of God that you called us to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Amen.
Anybody else got anything? Okay, if not, I'm going to say everybody have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. Have a good one, the blessed one. God bless you, Sam. Bye, Renee.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 